Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Successful. Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long term booking. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my mother's basement. I don't know how you guys are feeling tonight, man. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited, man. I'm pretty excited. This, this is how you do a AEW after WrestleMania, man. Why, why did AEW, man, why did Tony Khan book a show that should have been on Monday for WWE on Wednesday, man. It's it's unbelievable, man. Look at how simple it is to do the right thing. Look at how simple it is to give a shit about the fan base, man. It's unbelievable. You know what else I want? You know what else I want, man? I, I got to get rid of this fucking music in here. This music sucks in here, man. I'm going to hire MJF. I think we should hire MJF. To come and bring his big band 
and play inside my mother's basement, man. How, you know, how much we think uh, MJF is going for, man? What do you think he's charging by the hour? You think we can get him on in here, man? I think, I think his voice, the melodious tones of MJF would uh, fit the vibe of my mother's basement quite beautifully, man. And listen, I know he's a man of class. We got the best fucking bar menu anywhere in the IWC, man. He'd be in heaven here, man. Listen, I think we should do that. Somebody get his number, please. Jesse, get, you gotta get his number, bro. You gotta get his number. What? He doesn't give a shit about his mother. Right, come on, man. MJF loves his mom. What are you talking about? I love you guys, man. We're gonna get ready for the AW Dynamite post-show right here. Yes, Jesse is here. His fucking tacos are here. So strap in, pull up a seat, order a drink from our newly curated menu, and let's get this show on the road, man. Seriously, this was a great fucking show tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Off The Script. I'm JD from New York, as always, joined by my very good taco-loving friend, Jesse. What's going on, man? How you feeling tonight, man? How you feeling after this long WrestleMania weekend that we had, man? How you feeling? Bro, let's just get to it. We're all upset about the same thing. What? Why is... Why, why, why is All In not in Chicago? Why is All In not in Chicago? I don't know, bro. How many, how many pay-per-views do you need out there? You get every fucking pay-per-view that this... Bro, you got at least 70% of Tony Khan's income from pay-per-views there. Fuck you talking about? I'm done with you too. Bro, you're getting all out in the United Center this year, man. What the fuck are you complaining about? Where was the first all-in? Where was the first all-in? It was in Chicago. So where should the second one be? Man, listen, I got, uh, I got some harsh words for you right here, man. Fuck Chicago, okay? You and your silly hot dogs, man, really. Just get on with the show. Listen, it was a man. Terrible show. I hated all of it. Every bit of it was bad. L listen, man, this is uh this is unbelievable, man. We got we got this show acting more like the Raw after WrestleMania than the Raw after WrestleMania, man. Tony Khan was a savage today, but he was cooking today. Tony Khan was beast, cooking man. today. We got our we got our we got our uh dynamite after mania. I know that's what, that a that, this should I swear to God, man, it should totally be a thing. We should we should officially have Dynamite after WrestleMania, honestly. Because I know I like we're, we're not getting that on Monday anymore, man. Not anymore. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Let's do it, man. <laughs> listen, TK, if you listen, man, that, that's, it's got a nice ring to it. I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, if uh, you guys watched the show tonight, Jay White made his AEW debut after uh, many, many, many weeks of rumors of like him potentially game. going to WWE. Uh, now, we know that Triple H wanted Jay White in the WWE, but it's not up to Triple H anymore, man. He doesn't, he doesn't make any of those executive decisions anymore, man. So what We did, saw the report that said that he was expecting to get Jay White. I don't see he was like he was uber around for Triple H that often. He was uber confident 
to land Jay White, man. Listen, Jesse, in your expertise, man, what, what happened there, man? Why, why didn't Jay White go to WWE after what we saw? WrestleMania so, weekend, I'm, man. You, you would think anybody would want to go over there after WrestleMania we got. So I'm, I'm a firm believer in, I've, I've always said this, I'm a firm believer in all of these rumors and innuendos that we get. Look, I know rumors are rumors. That means they're not necessarily true to rumors. But I'm a firm believer in where there's smoke, there's fire. So with every rumor we get, I always look at it and try to dissect it and say, okay, all of this is probably not 100% true, but there's probably some fucking truth to it. So when we get a story that says Triple H is confident in signing Jay White, I believe there's smoke to that fire. I believe at some form or another, on some level or another, Triple H had Jay White in the bag. And it seems that someone above him probably 86 that shit. Either, either someone above him 86 it, or Jay White said, mm, nah, nah. Now, there's a couple nah. of, there's, there's realistically a couple of things that, that could have happened here. Um, you know, obviously the, the one that is probably the most logical, Jay White probably ended up making his decision or ended up making his decision weeks before WrestleMania even took place, before those reports even came out. So he, he, he could have made that decision on his own accord and what was best for him. And then uh, tonight was the night that he showed up on, on, on AEW television. Tonight was a, tonight was a little, a, a little uh, weird, to be quite honestly, to make the debut uh, of Jay White. I will say that. I'll get to that in a second. Or, Jesse, we could have got Jay White kind of going into like the 11th and a half hour here. You know, going to WWE, telling Triple H he's going to go over there. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to join my guys, AJ Styles, uh, Gallows and Anderson. I have Finn Balor's over there, man. You know, there's so many of my guys are over there, right? And, and then all of a sudden, he saw what happened on Monday and said, uh, yo, uh, man, uh, Triple H, <laughs> uh, I, listen, bro, I, I don't think we're going to go uh, inside this deal, man. I'm just going to go over to TK. Uh, I got my guy Juice rock hard over here, man. He's waiting for me. So uh, I'll see. I'll see. Maybe in three or four years, man. Maybe when the old man croaks. I don't know. So he ended up joining AEW. You could have been one or the other. I don't know. But at the end, I mean, uh, but Jesse, at the end of the day, you know, Tony Khan. I I don't. I don't find this to be a coincidence, man. With all that's going on, he debuted him tonight, and it was the first thing that you saw on the show, man. Right out of the gate, all guns blazing. That was a statement fucking debut, bro. I don't give a shit what anybody explains to me. Tony Khan was seeking a statement there, and he got it with Jay White debuting. What's worse is, it feels like they didn't really have a big debut plan for him. No! I mean, no, not like TK. So, it it really felt like, look, I don't care. We just gotta get you out Bro, just get out there. Just go out there, beat the shit out of Ricky Stocks, and and goodbye, man. It'll be great. That's it. Done. I mean, because normally there would be some big angle, maybe just closing the show, but it, it felt like that would take an entire rewrite. So he just said, all right, look, we're going to insert you in the shit we got going on with Juice, get you out there. That's it. There, there was no there was no big circum. There was no big no celebration. There was no big surprise. I mean, it was a surprise-ish, sort of, but it was just go out there in a sweat in a, in a t-shirt, no music really. You just gonna run Nothing. out there and beating up Ricky. Uh, he, well, he had his music. I mean, I heard his theme music playing. Then he ran to the ring and then he started beating up uh, Ricky Starks. But I thought that was Juice's music. No, that was that was that was Jay White's music. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that was so a sta- that was a statement made by Tony Khan. No, no doubt about it. We got him. Yeah. 
You know, and, 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 Nigel, and, 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 and listen, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but but I said I said this and Jesse even said it, too. With the way things were going in WWE, Jay White going over to WWE with Triple H, you know, in charge. And I use that loosely quotes in charge. Triple H would have taken care of Jay White tremendously, bro. And that's why I feel like, you know, him going over there would have been. Uh, an eye-opener, number one, but he would have been taken care of. There's shit for him to do over there. He would have been an instant main event guy, and Triple H loves that type of shit, man. He loves those type of guys, and that's what he basically built his reputation off of, running black and gold, and nobody, and I mean nobody, is going to convince me otherwise that Vince McMahon did not have a hand in any of this or his influence did not sway shit like this happening, bro. You know, a lot of people want to go on here and claim that, you know, Vince McMahon was not back until this week. Like, we don't know the difference between what Triple H does and Vince McMahon does, bro. Give me a fucking break. Everybody knew he was back in some way, shape, or form. You just figured it out this week when he was there full-time and Triple H got the fucking door. Everybody yeah. knew he was back, bro. So don't tell me, I don't believe a single report that these guys, bro, like Jay White didn't go over there because of, you know, I'm just going to go over here because I have better opportunities over here. No, they didn't go over there because of Vince McMahon and the uncertainty of the sale. No doubt about it. It, it changes everything. I mean, for, for a fan um, with pay-per-views and programming and creative, it changes a little bit for us. And we might love it or hate it. But if you're a performer, if you're a wrestler, this changes your life. You have, a make, a, you have to make a life decision when yes. it c- comes to news like this now. Yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna do he's gonna do well here. I see a lot of people already uh, claiming that he's gonna end up on dark. I mean, Jay White on Kenny on AEW. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega I mean, Kenny Omega wrestled on. Who gives a fuck? Kenny Omega wrestled on dark. They all wrestled. Cody wrestled on dark. No, no. I mean, if look, I don't care about the random once a month one off appearances. I don't care about that. That dark needs that shit. Yeah, but he's not gonna be regulated to dark. He he is a bullet club member. He's essentially the elite. Yeah. He's not, I mean, I see what you guys are saying about some talent going over to AEW. And I agree with you. You know, you're going to end up getting lost in the shuffle or wind up on dark. There are certain, there are some talent that that just would not happen to. Imagine if Kazuchika Okada up and signed with AEW right now and you get people saying, oh, he'll be on dark. That's just not fucking true, man. It's just not true. Some people will be an instant headliner right away. Yeah, but then yeah, some guys who are not connected to these guys on some other form, they could. I could see them winding up on dark. I, I could agree with that, but not Jay White. That's no, that's not where he's going. No, I'm excited about this signing. I think this is a, a tremendous signing uh, for Tony Khan, and that debut in the open of the show was a complete statement. He could have put that shit on any time on the show. He put it out there right on the you know like that right at the eight o'clock uh, top of the hour. And Jay White is now all elite. He got a graphic. He's ready to go. And uh, I'm excited to see where he comes in and how he plays a factor going into the Forbidden Door. So that's uh, very exciting news there. The other signing that Tony Khan announced, legitimately he announced two signings within five hours of each other. Uh, I'm more excited about this signing that we're going to talk about. Nigel McGuinness, Jesse. Nigel McGuinness has signed with AEW, not Ring of Honor. He may be doing Ring of Honor stuff, but, he, but from what I see... He is all elite. Don't know what type of role he's going to be playing. AEW seems to have a solid commentary team with Tony Schiavone and Excalibur, along with Taz. 
Uh, but you and I, Jesse, first fell in love with Nigel McGuinness, not because of his uh, legacy in Ring of Honor. Nigel McGuinness was the legitimate heart and soul, the legitimate voice alongside Mauro Ranallo. Man, do I fucking miss. I love that man. I miss that guy's voice every single day, man. Uh, legitimately, both of those guys were the heart and soul of NXT Black and Gold. Uh, we are now 50% there. It is my, uh, man, my heart would be happy if Tony Khan one day came out of nowhere and said, I'm signing Moro Ronaldo to AEW, but uh, we're not there yet. But we got Nigel McGuinness, and what a tremendous signing, man. When you look back at the, the signings that Tony Khan has done over the four years, I'm putting this one up there definitely in the top five because Nigel's voice, like you said, man, and like I said, all those, all those years watching him on NXT, man, he made the entire product better with what he brought how he did his job and the passion he showed, man. There is, he became instantly the best color commentator in the business, and this is a tremendous pickup. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, um... As a con, like like you like you just said though, the A the AEW commentary team is already. I mean, they're great. I mean, I, I'm completely happy with the rotation that they have. The three man booth, even when they bring in Ross from time to time. Yep. I, I like the announced team, and I don't want to see Nigel get buried on ROH. Um, what about the Blackpool Combat Club? Uh, I seen that uh, discussed as far as fantasy booking ideas uh, immediately. Um. That's a possibility. I would, uh, I would not mind that at all. I mean, he would be a great mouthpiece for them, but I-, I talked about this on Twitter. I put out a tweet. This is the best the Blackpool Combat Club has looked ever, in my opinion, man. The viciousness, the brutality of them. Uh, Brian basically calling everybody an amateur, which is hilarious, man, because at one point in his career, he was called a B-plus player. You know, now he's yelling amateur out there to guys like Adam Page and basically all of the elite so I found that to be uh, quite hilarious. I-, I would not mind that, but I would prefer him in the commentary role, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't. I, I think Tony Schiavone's great, but, I mean, he- he's just like JR to me, man. I think he's seen his day as commentary. I would put Nigel right alongside Excalibur and, and Taz, man. You have a three-man mega booth right there. Uh, I-, I-, I love Schiavone, and Schiavone is the, um, the play-by-play guy. Nigel is normally a color. So, and I'm not, I'm not moving Taz. I'm not moving Taz. I mean, Excalibur's the play-by-play guy. We could, do, we could use two colors. I think Tony Schiavone's more of a color. He's not calling he's more, moves. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to mess up the commentary. I, I don't want to mess them up either. I mean. 
I don't know. Maybe maybe he's brought him on to be a color for the new show on Saturday that's coming. I don't know. It's a possibility. Uh, possibly, maybe. I'm sure he's got plans. I'm sure he can just bring Nigel on just to have him on board. So let's see. I hope he's not going to stay as a as a backstage reporter. No. Yeah, that we don't need him. No, no. We got Renee for that. You got Renee for that. Well, that was the that was the other big news. That, actually, that that broke first today. Uh, then the Jay White thing, and then uh, we got the the mega announcement of All In announced at Wembley Stadium. Now, I, I know a lot of people are uh, already excited for this. Um, I was hoping that this was announced at some point, and we got it today. He said this was the most important announcement uh, ever uh, in AEW. I don't know if it was ever. But this is something that he said that was five years in the making. A lot of people were speculating, Jesse, that a streaming deal was about to be announced. Uh, there's always uh, a little part of me inside when he uses words like, I've waited for this for five years and whatnot. Uh, signing Bill Goldberg. You know, I thought that was a, a possibility. Bringing Goldberg into AEW. I know I don't want to. <laughs> you never know with Tony Khan, man. You never know. Um, but thankfully, it wasn't that. And we got Wembley Stadium all in August 27th, London, England. Um, I may have to make my way out there because I've never been to London, number one. And number two, I've already been discussing with my media team that I may have to go out there. It, it may be the biggest OTS meetup ever. That would be fantastic. Uh, so I'll keep you guys posted on that. But Jesse, 90,000 plus is the capacity at Wembley Stadium. Obviously, it's not going to be that. It'll probably be set up for about 60, I believe. Maybe even less than that. I have no idea. No. Depending on how... I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, 60 to 70,000 maybe with the stage set up and everything that they got going on. Jesse, this could be a transcending event for AEW. This realistically could be their WrestleMania. You know, this is them dipping their toes into the pool of how well can we do... Not only overseas for the first time on pay-per-view, but at a stadium, like Wembley Stadium. I, I don't know, man. I know the UK fans, if there's one thing we know about the UK fans, man, they are rabid for pro wrestling. I'm expecting this show to fucking sell out. Quickly. Big, big time and, and quickly. Yes. I'm, talk, I'm talking about in a day quick. Yes. I mean, those crazy-ass fucking UK fans are going to buy every fucking ticket and tear that place down. Man. Yes. So... And and I expect nothing less. Um, what I I mean, look, if I'm gonna do my first stadium show, I don't know why not do it at Jacksonville Stadium at home in the summer. But nonetheless, I mean, it feels like you have you been have you been to Daly's place, bro? Have you been to that to that that neck of the woods in Jacksonville? I'm not been in the stadium. No, I've been to Florida. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, there's nothing there, bro. There's nothing around TIAA Stadium. It's it's like factories and, and desolate. The show. Uh, I know, but there's nothing to do there. It's not. It's, it's not a destination. The city of Jacksonville. <laughs> no, I was there, bro. For <laughs> I don't know. There's nothing you. there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it looked wrong. Where where I walked from where I was staying to, to go to the stadium. To, then we had a meet and greet. You know, uh, halfway to uh, the stadium, right in between, there was nothing there, bro. I mean, the bar that I chose was fucking grand, uh, fantastic. It was great. But uh, there's really nothing there. I mean, I think he's doing—I think he will eventually do that because, I mean, he owns the stadium. But 
th- this is going to be a tremendous show, man. Uh, UK fans with AEW for the first time. It's going to be huge. Man, we talk about all, all the premium live events that WWE is doing overseas and the great crowds that they have. You know, this is going to be crazy. And, and I honestly feel like if Tony Khan's announcing this, bro, he's got something up his sleeve. You know yeah. something's happening at this fucking show. Yeah. Something. But we got um, the possibility of a surprise. You know, I, obviously I mentioned to Jesse, we got CM Punk possibly, you know, making his return. We don't know how likely that is, but I do feel like he will be on his way back. We got Forbidden Door. I mean, this is going to be a, this may be the biggest summer for AEW of all time. We got Forbidden Door in Toronto. We got All Out at United Center. And then legitimately we got All In. Literally back to back. So they got, they got. They didn't know shows. All out? Why wouldn't they do all out? Because they're doing all in a month before. And they do pay-per-views three, four months apart. Well, maybe they they got rid of all out. I don't know. That's what I'm I'm like. That's what I was wondering. Like, are 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 we sure it's still in the books? I have no idea. All out with all in. They may be doing that. They may be doing that. You know, like I said, the surprises could be plenty. You know, we don't know if Punk is going to be on his way back. We don't know if Tony Khan's going to be bringing in Mercedes. I mean, that's a possibility. You know, this is going to be a tremendous summer, and I'm very excited about what Tony Khan's got planned here, man. He's going above and beyond for AEW, and so, uh, it's going to be unbelievable. The, the 1992 SummerSlam. Yeah. Wembley Stadium, right? Yeah, 80,000 people. They're claiming 80,000, so now... Well, I mean, you know, McMahon's he likes to embellish. I mean, right, right. So what's his usual embellishment? You know, about seven, eight grand? Yeah, about it's I think I think it's about somewhere in the vicinity of like seven to nine thousand, yeah. So we should be safely looking at about seventy thousand for a sellout. Yeah. So all right, let's 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 see what we can do. Let's see what we can do. So just a little, uh, a couple of factoids here on the all-in show that's happening at uh, Wembley Stadium. AEW's London debut marks the first professional wrestling event at Wembley Stadium in more than 30 years. So you know Tony Khan loves that rich history of professional wrestling. Tickets actually go on sale May 5th. Pre-registration available right now for priority access. So... That's happening. That's happening. You know, effective immediately. Fans in the UK can pre-register for early access to the event. Uh, tickets at Ticketmaster.co.uk slash AEW Wembley. So that is where you guys can uh, go and pre-register. The UK is one of the most important markets of professional wrestling, and AEW is coming in hot as the number one wrestling company in the UK on television. Tony Khan said, "We want our debut in London to be." Epic in scale, and there's no better venue than Wembley Stadium to deliver what I know will be one of the greatest events in AEW history. This April also marks 100 years of Warner Brothers and 100 years of Wembley Stadium. It's a fitting time to come together for AEW all in London at Wembley Stadium. There you go. It's going to be a big year, man. I told you, this has has to be their biggest year. They're making strides. He's making strides to do that. We got a TV rights contract coming up as well. They're doing everything they can, man, to show how hot AEW is. This is definitely going to be on that that uh, list of things that they look under the microscope for. I think I know what I'm going to do for that show. Um, What's that? 
I'm gonna look into organizing a watch along at a local movie theater for all of the Chicago AEW fans. One so, central movie theater to watch the pay per view together. Sounds like a good idea. I think I might, man. I think I might. I may be over there. I don't know. I'll let you guys know. I'll keep you guys posted on that. But that was the big. Uh, that was the big news coming out of AEW tonight, man. Uh, Jay White, Nigel McGinnis, and All In. I mean, that's uh, pretty fucking newsworthy. Like for. a like like a dynamite after Mania almost. R- really? I mean, that was pretty newsworthy for AEW. So congratulations to Tony Khan. Very excited about what's to come for this year. Lots of great shit. And I uh, can't wait to sink my teeth into all that stuff. The other big thing that happened tonight, Jesse, was FTR against the Gun Club. And this was a title versus career match. And everybody was wondering what was going on with FTR. Is it going to be top guys staying or is it going to be top guys out? I don't think I had any, any worry at all about where they were going, Jesse. FTR are the new AEW Tag Team Champions. Everything that we had discussed played out. The Gun Club won the titles from the acclaimed for this very purpose. Transitional champions, yes. Very much so. Very much so. Uh, They will be uh, back at the top of the mountain somewhere in the future. They are uh, a very young, very good tag team. But right now, Tony Khan is going with the Shroud and True. He's going with Dax and Cash. Tag team division is going to be built around them. Let's hope that Tony Khan brings that early, early AEW feel to the AEW tag team division now with FTR being the leaders. And there was no doubt in my mind where they were going, Jesse. They are all elite, and it would have been disastrous for them to go over to the WWE. Now, in in the same, with the same energy of Cody not having a struggle, FTR would just handed the fucking titles. Um, they well, took them off the acclaim, gave them to the Gun Club, and had FTR win soon as they got a chance. I mean, they're baby faces. I mean, w- would it have killed them to try to chase the Gun Club for a little bit longer than this? Well, I don't know what he. I don't know what Tony Khan has planned, man. Maybe he has something planned for double or nothing. I don't know. And he needed to get the titles off the Gun Club to put him on FTR to build to whatever he's doing at double or nothing. I agree. I mean, I'm just putting that out there because I think that thought needs to be out there. I mean, we're just moving the titles around, take them off the acclaim, put them on the guns, just so we can get them on FTR. Now we can build around it. What is the hurry? What is the hurry? Let's just, I mean, we'll get there. FTR should be at the top of the mountain, but what's the hurry? There is no hurry. There is no hurry. There is no hurry, but it's professional wrestling, man. If we're not hurrying, they're not hurrying, you know. They feel like like they're losing time here. I don't know. But FTR is staying with AEW, which is a great thing. Uh, there's, There's no hope for them over there, especially now. No, no. No, there's zero hope for them. No. Uh, as soon as, as soon as Vince started weaseling himself back into the company, and, and and he's been there doing what he's doing, inconspicuous in the shadows since January. So, you know, as soon as he started weaseling himself back, th- there was no way any of these people were going to end up over there because he just has a, a, a thing about tag team wrestling and, and a thing about guys like this. They're not uh, fit for TV. They don't fit his image and. All these other fucking innuendos that Vince hates. But I'm glad that they're staying. They are AEW to me. It gives them a little bit more flexibility to do what they want. 
their schedule is better. And if they want to work uh, New Japan, they can. If they want to work an indie up to Tony Khan's discretion or not, they can do what they need to do. I mean, this is a great move. I don't know what else to say about it, honestly. I just want the tag team division to be up to par, bro, because I don't feel like it's, it, it's where it needs to be. So uh, that's why I hope with, with leaders like FTR now, we get the tag team division like it was in year one, year two. No, I can agree there, man. It's, I mean, but that, I mean, unfortunately, that goes for every title in the company not being held by MJF right now. Yeah. I mean, they really do. I mean, what what are we doing with Jade's title? I don't know. Don't get me started on the on the Orange Cassidy and the TNT title. I mean, where was Hobbs? Hobbs is wrestling on uh, Rampage. No, he's wrestling on uh, the Battle of the Belts. You know, QT Marshall and and Will Hobbs, they're going after the Ring of Honor tag team titles. Because that makes sense. All right. Will Hobbs, the TNT champions, going after the Ring of Honor tag team titles, newly won by the Lucha Brothers. Wait. You're serious? Yes. They announced this tonight. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't see the graphic that popped up on the screen tonight. No, I must have walked away. Yeah. Jade Cargill's defending her title against Billy Starks, bro, at Battle of the Belts. I can't wait, man. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to completely miss my stream for Battle of the Belts. We can definitely agree that we need to get the titles in AEW under control. Yes. We need yes, dominant uh, champions. We need champions who we actually want to see people beat or want to see our champions beat. But right now, they're just titles being held by people at random times. They mean nothing. Well, I mean, I mean, we're good with the world. We're good with the with the women's for sure. Jamie Hader is fucking incredible. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jamie Hader is not included in it. No, and neither is the House of Black. I mean, House of Black is no man. They're they're the same. They just got theirs. I'm waiting to see what happens with them. They just got those titles. Oh, at least they were on the fucking show tonight. (laughs) Well, yeah, and they won. (laughs) You know. But uh, I think we're good with that, right? We we got uh, FTRs to take. I mean, for the most part, they're, they're in, in in a good place as far as where their champions are. But it's always the TNT title. It's always the international title and Jade, the T- TBS title. Yeah. And by the way, bro, I did a pull up today. Two. I, I, I saw man. Two pull ups, bro. Bro, give me. I need, I need a holy shit chant. Man, hold on. I I I got it. I got it. I got it queued up right here. We we we, we go. got we got a. And and a barbell squat, 225, bro. I'm way over my body weight with that one. Where's she at now? And, she at now? and the best part of the best did a pull up. The best part of all, bro, I've lost six pounds. Look at that, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Listen, man. What listen, I, I, I think Jade deserves a beverage, man. She's an inspiration. Where's Jade? Where's Jade? Brittany. I don't know. Brittany, go Hybrid. get Jade. Hi, bro. Go get Jay for us real quick. Hurry up. I don't know. Where is she? What is she drink? She's got a drink on the menu, man. Look at a Jay no, no, drink on the menu, man. She's, she's immortalized in my Jade. mother's basement. Go get Jay. Is Jade watching Britney? I don't know. Nobody knows. They hate us, bro. She hates us. <sighs> you live in your mother's basement, bro. You live in your mother's basement. I know. Why I know. am I paying a mortgage and utilities? And I don't. You don't. Well, you have a nice basement. Uh, don't you? Yeah. That, <laughs> you have a very nice basement. <laughs> 
Where you at, Jay? I should post my picture of the, my basement to Jay. Did she reply to your post to her? Of course she did. Okay. I have receipts. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Had that shit saved from fucking October 29th, man. Ready to go. I, all right, I can't do a pull-up. Okay. We got it. We got it. Um. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you joining me on the podcast. We're going to get into this uh, Dynamite show. We got all the major news out of the way, but uh, we got some shit to talk about as far as what was on the show tonight. I want to thank you guys for an incredible week, man. It was tremendous. We had 27,000 live viewers on YouTube alone for the entirety of WrestleMania weekend. We had 5,800 on night one. We had 7,400 for night two. We had 7,000 plus on Monday where I almost blew my voice out because I was so fucking angry. You guys killed it, man. Plus, we had that Mega Powers podcast. Jesse was a part of it with BC Amplified and my guy, Ango. That was tremendous. That was probably the most fun thing I did all WrestleMania weekend. That uh, podcast was extremely, as you know, well-received. Yes. Very, very well-received. Yes. We have to set up another. Uh, yes. Uh, when um, I think we'll probably wait till around SummerSlam, man. I'm the type of guy that loves... Doing the quality over quantity thing. So uh, if we do it too many times, it's not going to be special. So maybe you'll uh, you'll see all four of us again uh, around SummerSlam. So uh, I want to thank you guys for all of the tremendous support there on everything. But please follow me on social media, guys. At JD from NY206. We just actually just hit 50,000 followers on Twitter. We're already uh, dangerously close to 51,000. This Vince McMahon thing is just blown up. And uh, I do not mind being the fucking guy with the mega horn leading the charge, man. I've been doing it for for a very long time. So uh, when uh, you guys need somebody, because there are other journalists and content creators out there, podcasters who uh, just are blind to everything, who will uh, not give you what they should be giving you, even though they don't mind taking your five dollars. We we know we know Vince is back. We know Vince never left. We discussed it on the Mega Powers podcast. He never left. So I don't need PW Mania is reporting that WWE reportedly got the reaction they wanted from Monday Night's Raw. No, Vince McMahon got the reaction he wanted. WWE did not get the reaction they wanted. Vince McMahon got the reaction that he wanted. And I know, I know. The new honchos of Endeavor is seeing all this Vince McMahon fallout. Bro, they're already being investigated for the fucking shadiness of the deal. Yes, they are. Good. Love to see it. Good. Good. Bury him in lawsuits. So what he gets. Now Endeavor can pay that shit now. Hashtag fire Vince was trending number one in the United States at one point. Can you blame now- can you blame now, the fans? All that, shit that, all that drama that Vince carried now is on Endeavor's plate as well. Yep. Now we got to start hating Ariel Emanuel too. I'm not even gonna go. I'm not even gonna call him Ari. Ariel. Fucking Ari bitch. Gold. Ari Gold. If they would have just, if they would have cut Vince from that shit, Vince would be on this shit on his own. But now it's Endeavor's problem. Good. Good for them. Good. We'll uh, we'll probably talk about all that tomorrow, guys. I'll be live with uh, off the script, so. Make sure you guys join me tomorrow afternoon. Uh, we just hit 50,000. We're on our way to 51,000 on Twitter. We just hit 144,000 on YouTube. 
144,000 subs. Thank you guys so very much, man. It was un- an unbelievable weekend. I could not ask for a better weekend. But uh, make sure you guys follow us across social media. You can follow Jesse at Chi-Town Smart. Same at on YouTube. So make sure you guys go follow him as well. Uh, hit that thumbs up. We got 720 likes tonight on the AW Post Show for tonight's Dynamite. We can definitely get 1,000, guys. No doubt about it. So if you guys have not hit the thumbs up, please do that. Super Chats are open. We'll hang out at the end of the show. And then uh, memberships, they are open. We just hit 700 members on the channel. We had 700 VIPs hanging out in my mother's basement. I love to see it. And today, we had some excellent news. We are officially, until at least February, sponsored by DraftKings. DraftKings is now a stable and official partner of the podcast, man. And that is absolutely fucking tremendous. It makes my heart happy to know the hard work that I'm putting in is paying off. And I thank you guys for that. So, Thank you for all the support, and you'll be seeing a lot more of DraftKings right here on Off the Script. Let's get on with this show, man. We opened up with the absolute Ricky Starks against Juice Robinson. You guys know my guy Juice. He's rock hard, man. Yeah, listen. Rock hard. I mean, it's still a mystery. We don't don't know. We don't know for sure. a little bit of a mystery tonight with her hairdo, but that... What, do you, what, what was what was wrong? Uh, what was wrong with her hair? She looked weird, man. She's what are you talking about, bro? That woman could do no wrong, man. What are you talking about? Uh, listen, bro. Are you are you Tony shaming on the? I may have to dump you. Hey, man. I can Tony shame all I want as long as I have my women's champion out there doing her thing, man. We're good. We're good. Bro. We're good, bro. This guy. We're good. Tony needs to step up for the game. This guy, this guy is slandering Tony time. Guys, I'm sorry, man. Anyway, it wasn't Tony time. It was uh, absolute Ricky Starks and Juice Robinson. This was a no contest. They wasted no time having Jay White out there. Fans exactly knew who he was when his theme music hit. And uh, Tony Khan did announce that he is all elite. And the Bullet Club is going to be a presence on AEW television. Juice was already in the ring. But uh, when Starks made his entrance, the music for Jay White hit. They brawled in the middle of the ring, and then it became a two-on-one situation. White hit the ring to help Robinson. He beat down on Starks. White hugged Juice and then connected the Blade Runner as both men stood tall over Starks, and they made their way to the back. And that was basically it, bro. He was in, he was out, he made his debut. It was a statement, and it was done with intent. The only thing, bro, now, like you said, and I do think that it was something that they just kind of threw out there. This was absolutely a statement by Tony Khan. I feel it was a little bit rushed, and I felt like it happened, and they went right to the next segment, which was a Chris Jericho interview with Tony Schiavone. Man, they should have... They, they should have let the segment breathe a little bit. For somebody of that magnitude who has a rich history from New Japan and you're bringing over here as a major free agent signing, let it breathe a little bit, man. The fact that they went in and out and right to the next segment, it kind of dumbs down the effectiveness of Juice, uh, of Juice and, and Switchblade being on television together and him making his debut. Yeah, I agree. It did. It, it, I mean, we talked about it. It did just kind of just... It felt like they just kind of like get out there and just be seen, do a quick beat down, and come on back. Yeah. It feels like they could have done something a little bit more important with it, but 
I'm not complaining because I get I, I I get that they just wanted to get him out there, and if it took rewrites and all of that shit, then forget it. Just get him out there the way you can without without crapping on the rest of the the show. Now this is an interesting situation with Jay White being in. I don't really I don't really see him factoring into any major world title situations because MJF's got that locked up for at least another year. But Jay White, bro, uh, you know. He did leave New Japan under the premise of, uh, you know, loser leaves town or loser leaves New Japan. And then he ends up signing with AEW, who is partners with New Japan. And and I'm assuming Jay White's going to be at Forbidden Door. So it's going to be interesting to see him wrestling for the home base against his former home in New Japan. Who do you possibly see him going up against at Forbidden Door? And who do you think his major feud is first? His first major feud going to be with in AEW, man. All signs kind of point to Adam Cole. Um, I don't, I don't know because I wasn't familiar with um, the storyline that he left with on, in New Japan. So, I mean, if I have to take a guess at it, if it's possible, get him in something that involved that storyline of, of him leaving. Yeah, I don't know who's the leader of the Bullet Club, guys. Now, is it David Finley, the leader of the Bullet Club? Maybe. Maybe they have a match at Forbidden Door. I don't know. Maybe maybe was, maybe Jesse's right. Maybe they do tie up some loose ends there through the Forbidden Door. I thought it was um 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 what's his name the uh the, the Samoan boy over there. Who Tamatonga? Yeah, the leader of the Bullet. I don't know who's the leader of the Bullet Club. Uh, Is he Finlay or Hikaleu? Oh, okay. David Finley. A lot of people David, say David Finley. Finley Osprey. Yeah. Finley. You guys don't know. If you if you're not a if you're not a legit New Japan buff, just can you just hold the answers for the people that are? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are saying David Finley, so we may we may end up getting that match. Um, I'm not too familiar with David Finley's in ring style, but I, I could see Adam Cole and and, and Switchblade being a thing uh, for AEW. And in fact, I would actually wait until it's a little bit more of an important situation. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope Adam Cole gets himself some momentum and possibly wins the TNT title or, or some sort of title in, in AEW, and, and we could get somebody holding that title that's going to bring some fucking value and prestige to it. I'd love to see those two contest over a title. But as far as the Forbidden Door, that's coming up first. I'm interested to see what Jay White does uh, alongside AEW against New Japan, so we will figure that out. Will Ospreay uh, is not going to be wrestling Jay White. Will Ospreay is going to be wrestling Kenny Omega at Forbidden Door. That's, I mean... That's just a given. But anybody that's going to be in the ring with Jay White's going to be a banger match, so it doesn't really matter, Yeah, to be honest with you. So I, I like this. A little rushed. But Jay White is officially all elite, as Tony Khan made the announcement tonight on Twitter. Tony Schiavone was backstage with Chris Jericho, and we are, speaking of Adam Cole, we are getting a Chris Jericho and Adam Cole feud in development here, which is... Pretty fucking cool, man. I, I didn't have I didn't have this on my bingo card for 2023. But Chris Jericho is backstage with Tony Schiavone. He asked why he came out after Cole beat Danny Garcia last week. Jericho says he's got nothing against Adam Cole. He's happy he's back after a major injury. He said when Britt Baker celebrated with him, the streamers dropped. He won over his guy. He got the girl. He got the streamers. And it just went on and on and on. He said during that time, Garcia was made to look like a piece of trash as he was lying there in the ring after his loss. All of a sudden, Keith Lee walks up 
and interrupted Jericho's promo with Shivani. Grandpa si- Lee. Yeah, Grandpa Lee, yeah. But yeah, what's with the gray, man? He went, he, he went full on gray, man. Uh, a little just for men, possibly for Keith Lee. No, it looks like it looks like that's what he was doing. And he stopped, and he that's why he went full gray. I mean, he's uh he's allowed to do that here, bro. This was not allowed in WWE. Vince yeah. did not. This is a Vince factoid, folks. Vince did not allow you to go on TV with any sort of gray hair because it made you look old. Yeah, yeah, duh. He had everybody dye their hair. I mean, nobody. It, it's it's really hard to go full gray that fast. So I mean, my, I got my gray. assumption is is that he was already using you know hair dye and he stopped using it and grew it out. I got gray. I like my gray actually. It's a little mix, man. It's a little. It's a little salt and pepper, you know. I can count my gray strands. I see a couple. I see a couple Three, there. Four. I usually get rid of them when I shave, though. So. Oh, then they just grow back thicker and uh, more gray? It happens. Or is that an old wives' tale? I don't know. No, no, that's true. It happens. Just like, the, just like me wearing a baseball cap. That's why I'm going bald, right? Is that an old, old wives' tale, too? No, you, it's, it's vice versa. You're wearing a baseball cap because you're going bald, so. Well, my, my, my baldness, my eventual baldness is hereditary. I get it from my father. Not like you guys give a fuck anyway. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, nobody's going to see me without the hat, okay? Stop asking me for hatless gym selfies, please. <laughs> Just go get the hair plug thing, man. Just no. Fill it in. No. You're going to wear a hat for life? No, I'm going to be, uh, I'm eventually going stone cold soon, bro. Oh, God. Not everybody can have hair like Jungle Boy, bro, okay? Oh, God. Anyway, uh, Keith Lee interrupted, and he said he overheard Jericho rambling. He said Jericho has been the poster boy for disrespect. He says he won't harp on things Jericho has done. He said he's gone to war with Adam Cole, and while he might not be fond of him, he respects him. He walked up to Jericho and said maybe next week in Milwaukee he could teach him a thing or two about respect. Jericho was kind of... You know, backing away slowly from Keith Lee. As Lee walked away, he looked kind of frozen and intimidated. Jericho turned and left. So Jericho versus Keith Lee, bro. Uh, Again, I didn't expect that on my bingo card for next week in Milwaukee on AEW Dynamite. That should be a very interesting match. It should be. It should be. I'm going to see where they're going with it. I mean, I'm. it it might be more interesting than I think. We'll see. Now, you just don't trust Keith Lee to have a good match with Jericho, huh? I don't see their styles really. I like Keith Lee. I, no, I don't like. I love Keith Lee and I love Jericho. I just don't see the chemistry forming right there. Uh, you a, know, because, a, because Jericho can't bump as hard as he used to, and Keith Lee is not going to be doing any huge bumps for Jericho. So I, I'm I'm interested in the dynamic. I'm just wondering if it's going to come Yeah, up. you know, it, it's funny you said that. I, you know, w- w- without me saying it, because you said it for me, I was actually thinking the same thing. You know, I'm like, these clash of styles is very bizarre. You know? So that's why I'm like, I don't want to shit on it because I don't know. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, we'll see. I could, I could be proven wrong, but we'll see. Listen, we may be getting a JAS interference in this match. We may be getting Adam Cole and Keith Lee teaming up as a tag team. Maybe we get J.S. and Danny Garcia of Jericho teaming up, right, against Keith Lee and uh, Adam Cole, two former NXT champions. It, it, it seemingly looks like it, it just may be the Ricky Starks thing all over again, bro. 
Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm starting to get tired of Adam Cole walking around smiling like he's the big face of the company, man. It just well, he 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 is. He's going to be. Yeah, but I want to see Adam Cole the dick, man. I want to see. We are, bro, how many pricks do we need on TV? We got MJF. Yeah, he's got know, a, He's enough prick I, for everybody, dude. I know. I know. And Adam Cole's fantastic at whatever he does. But yes. I don't. I just want to see him be an asshole. Don't be an amateur, bro. I know. I can't be in there. That's his new thing now. So now it's, it was fickle. You're an amateur now. Now it's amateur. This guy can do anything, man. I fucking love Brian. House of Black. They made their ring entrance with the lovely Julia Hart, Malachi, Brody, King, and Buddy Matthews. Julia Hart has a match with Anna Jay on Rampage. I might be interested in checking that out, bro, because Anna Jay now all of a sudden is flaunting that she has a, a, a great ass. Where, where did this come about? She's, look. What did she say? She she's got, she's a, she's a badass with a fat ass or something like that? No, she's not. Yeah, I don't, she ain't got a fat anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm trying not to be like derogatory in that because Anna Jay can, I mean, she is there. You know, she, she's definitely proportioned well. I wouldn't necessarily call it a fat one, but you know, she's perfectly fine the way she is. Don't get me wrong, man. Is Jungle Boy waking up unhappy, bro? That's the only thing I got. It's, no, come on. No, absolutely. Come not. on. Um, I'm looking at Anthony Bowens. Uh, just tweeted a little bit ago. Um, he says that All In is the following week, and All Out is going to still be in place. I kind of figured. I mean, I think uh, uh, the following week is all out. I'm sorry. The following week is all out. I think that's I, I think that's a recipe for disaster. They have to build towards two fucking pay-per-views a week apart. Yeah, because this show is happening on a Sunday. This Wembley yeah. show. I think that's going to be a recipe for disaster in the build up to these two. shows. Wow. Tony Khan's going to he's expecting a lot from us. Oh, man, we, it's $50 a pop for two a shows pop, in the a, same a, fucking a week? week, a week apart. man. Holy shit. That's fucking. I hope he has a streaming deal coming soon because that's that's asking a lot. Wow. Yeah, I figured they were going to continue doing all out. That's why I said it with, with with such confidence. I mean, I can't I can't see them getting rid of it. It's one of their staple shows. It's it's considered their biggest show of the entire year. Someone he he said he can't wait he can't wait to scissor at Wembley. Someone asked, "Does this replace all out for this year?" He said, "No." This is all in. The following week is all out. Huh. That's crazy. That's, that's, I can tell you right now, that is not going to come off well in the weeks that we get closer to these two shows. That's going to come off completely. I mean, we'll see. I don't know how they're going to do this bullshit. I mean, he, it looks like he, some, some Saudi Arabia type bullshit. He, yeah, he's going like to need. Stuff, like the stuff at Wembley is going to be non-canon. Yeah. I, I, I don't like that. I mean, that makes television just fucking complete garbage at that point. Nope, that's not going to be a good thing. He's got to have. Cancel. I'd rather they cancel the all out or at least push it, push all out to the next pay-per-view of the quarter or something, man. That's so what well, we got Forbidden Door in, in June, June 26th, 27th or something like that. So then we got July open and then August, you know. In September. It, right it's it's it, it, it's it's crazy, man. I don't That's even. Too I, much. Maybe they're they going used to doing. They used to doing a pay per view every three to four months. Now we're gonna get three within three months. Yeah. That they, they they might change. I mean, nothing. All all out is 
on the calendar. They may, I mean, maybe they change the date for All Out, push it back a little earlier. They should. Maybe move it to July. They should, but not, we still, then we still get Forbidden Door, then All Out, and then the next month we still get Wembley. So that would be June, July, and August, back-to-back-to-back months with AEW pay-per-views. You know, you know, one of the questions, one of the questions was, I don't know how long ago it was, uh, is Tony Khan possibly thinking of doing, you know, monthly pay-per-views or adding more pay-per-views to the calendar? I, I, I always figured he was going to do that. But if he's going to do that, they need to be spaced out. You know, uh, how many takeovers were there, Jesse? It was like, what, five or six takeovers a year? Yeah, we got, we got, we got a solid six. Yeah. They had one for each big show and they would have like, like maybe maybe one more a year by itself. Yeah. Six takeovers. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So now, now we're entering a a possibility where AEW has three major shows back to back to back. And then in September, we got Grand Slam in Queens. It's too much. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's too much. I could deal with the, with the TV shows, but you're asking me to pay 40, 50 bucks a pop for like three months straight. Can't do it. I'd love to. I'd love to find a way to reach out to him and ask him. Really, that's a that's a serious problem. That's a serious problem. The build creatively, it's a problem, and and getting pay per view buys, it's a problem. Push it's all out. Jacob Donnelly in the chat says, "Push all out to maybe October, November. Then we got full gear in November." Jacob, they, it, something needs to be canceled, man. You can't just add shows. And then not cancel anything and think it's all going to flow. Something has to be replaced, at least for this particular year. I would say instead of doing all out in Chicago, cancel it altogether. I don't Let's know. Cancel. I don't know why we need these pay-per-views to take place on these major national holidays. I, I hate it. I-, I can't stand it. Because if I want to come to if I want to come to Chicago for all out and, and oh, do something man. with Jesse, right? And, and go to the show as media and hang around Chicago and have fun. You know, it's very expensive to fly on these holiday weeks. I don't know why he just don't move all out to the end of September or the middle of September somewhere, do the Grand Slam show, have it be a major setup for the all-out show in middle to late September, and then he's got enough time between that show and full gear in November to have a proper build. I mean, we don't need this show happening when it happens. Availability of booking of venues, too. Well, yes, that's always the possibility. That's always the case, yes. I mean, but but at the same time, but, but it's, this just this should come off as easier for me, and and this is coming from me. I would cancel the Chicago show and replace it with the Wembley show, and and just continue the flow of your pay per views. Replace or come back to all out at another time, or reschedule or restructure your pay per view model for two twenty twenty four. But to just have back to back pay per views like that, and you're asking people to pay full price for them, I don't know, man. It's tough. Yeah, very very sticky situation here. As we now uh, got some confirmation from Anthony Bowens, I'm uh, I'm assuming he answered a fan, right? Yeah, it was a fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll see. House of Black is out there. They are defending the trios championships against the team of Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends. We got Sue, bro. Trent's mom Sue was behind the wheel of the SUV or the station wagon, and she drove her right into the into the building, bro. Best mom in AEW by far. We didn't see her on TV though. Nah, we saw her. We saw her. Oh, she was she was there in the window. Yeah, in the window. She's driving the van, man. So Trent's mom Sue dropped them off, and they get in there with the House of Black. This was fun. 
This was a fun little trios match here. Very quick. House of Black in, uh, was in control. And Cassidy is fighting back. He had a top rope cross body on Malachi. Brody King was sent through the ropes onto the rest of the House of Black that were on the outside. Cassidy was launched by the best friends onto the floor, onto everybody. Looked a little silly because they were all waiting to get set up in the ring. And they were all looking, just waiting, waiting for him to jump. On the outside, it's like, I mean, this is exactly what Bret Hart was talking about. He's like, they look like dummies out there just waiting around, <laughs> you know, waiting for something to happen. But uh, I don't blame him. A little silly there, but Cassidy took everybody out. Back inside, double choke slam, power bomb, Got a two count on Black. And then all of a sudden we see Roosh, Dralistico, and Preston Vance sitting ringside watching this match. I'm assuming... They will be in line for a trio's title match soon. That's why they were on TV. And Pino? Dr- who? Pino de Grigio. <laughs> uh, Pellegrino? Sparkling That's water? Him. There you go. Uh, it, it's funny we see Dralistico here in AEW. And uh, we just got Dragon Lee making his in-ring debut over uh, WrestleMania weekend. Man. By coincidence, I think not. I think not. But he is the brother of Rouge. So, you know, there's that little correlation there. Well, this guy's on vacation with it with his with his queen, man. Who? Andrade? Yeah. Yeah, you know, his contract is coming up. Gee, I, does it appear that he's in a rush to come back? I mean, well, gee, uh, Triple H isn't running WWE anymore, man. Where's he gonna go? To me, it seems like he needs to be in a rush to come back. He's he, he <laughs> needs now. He needs uh, Mira. I mean, Mira, I, I listen, bro. I'd take any creative that they throw at you, man. You don't want to go over there. Come on, man. All these guys playing hardball because they want to threaten to go back to the E. I bet they clean that shit up real quick now, man. Ah, oh, I wasn't done with you the first time. Now it's going to be a cucking all over again. <laughs> really? We get This time we'll have Omas. Either. Come on, bring Lana back. We'll put Lana in bed with Omas. Oh, my God, dude. No. He Tell would, him. too, wouldn't Tell he? Him. Listen, man, I could be on Vince's writing team, bro. I know exactly what, what, what he would want. Oh, man. Yeah. Ridiculous. Oh, oh, hey, hey, I got a first time super chatter. Blue butterfly. 99 cent first time super chatter. Blue butterfly. There you go. Now, who's bartender tonight, man? Put in the tip jar. What are we going to do with 99 cents? There we go. Hey, man. You I, want I, it? I, I like the new super chatters, man. They get immediate attention from me. There you go. Anyway, House of Black was in control here. Uh, Roost released to go and Preston Vance went ringside. Got a bunch of big moves here from both teams until Black and Cassidy had a standoff. After missing uh, the orange punch and roundhouse kick, Cassidy tried his uh, little kicks there on Malachi, but Malachi dropped him quickly. Cassidy responded uh, with a stun dog millionaire, and we see Anna Jay watching backstage, keeping an eye on Julia Hart. Trent Beretta connected with a pile driver on uh, Buddy Matthews and on Malachi. Then he tried to do the same thing to Brody King, couldn't get him up initially, uh, but uh, they took care of Brody King with some offense, and then Beretta... Hit the pile driver on Brody. Three pile drivers in a row. I don't think we've seen three pile drivers in WWE in the last three years. So that was crazy. Um, Taylor and Matthews are in the ring, and then they both counted each other's uh, finishers. Soul Food and Murphy's Law, until or Matthews Law, I should say, uh, until Matthews connected with a curb stomp to get the victory. Showing some uh, of that Seth Rollins in him to get the win tonight. And that was basically it. Fun little trios tag team match. No real story here. 
but it looks like they're just going to be throwing teams at the House of Black, Jesse, for them to get some momentum. This is exactly yeah. what I'm talking about, but we need some sort of... Uh, listen, maybe it's not in their cards. Maybe it's not what they're going to do with the trio. I, I appreciate a good story. Why are you wrestling for the trio championships, and why are they in the ring together? There's no story. Well, let's get it started. And this is a good start. Get them on TV, get them in the matches, and get them um, get them some wins. And as as those matches come, come about, we'll start getting the story involved, and we'll lead up to their pay-per-view opponents. And hopefully that's what we get. But I, I'll take this rather than, where's the House of Black? Yes. Where the fuck is the House of Black? Absolutely. I'll take this. Get them on TV. They look good. They get wins. Make them look dominant. We'll move on. We'll come back. Everybody can't have flowing uh, storylines all at the same time. We'll, but we need them on TV. Champions need to be on TV winning and looking like champions. Yes. We got Christian Cage. Excalibur threw it to Christian and asked, is it time for Christian Cage to break his silence? All of a sudden, Jesse, we saw Christian uh, Christian Cage backstage in front of a this uh, eerie red room with fog emanating out of it. And all of a sudden, Luchasaurus walks out from the mist with a, with a new mask. And Christian Cage is standing next to Luchasaurus. Man, it looks like we got the big man back imminently on television. And it looks like he will continue to be a heel, bro. I think that's a win-win combination right there. Christian yes. and a heel, love it. It's good. It's good, that's good, that's good. Um, I want to see Luchasaurus beat the holy hell out of Jungle Boy in his main event title match and take him out of it. I could see that. Take him out of it, protect him in that, and we'll get back to that feud because we, we, need, we need more Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy here. We didn't get enough of that. Oh, you mean to tell me it wasn't ended in that Steel Cage match, that Steel Cage classic that they had? He kept getting staggered. Um, Christian's out. Luchasaurus is out. You know, we, we keep getting staggering moments with this story. Because I, I kind of want to see Jungle Boy overcome both of these assholes at the same time. Yeah. So. so we got Christian back with Jungle Boy. Uh, what's going to happen with them? I don't know, but uh, it's good that Luchasaurus is uh, making his way back to television. He has been missed. Yes. Jamie Hayter defends the AW Women's Championship against Riho. And I quite enjoyed this match. I love the reaction that Jamie Hayter gets out there. I said this on Twitter, Jesse. I said, with Jamie Hayter and the way that she's operating right now, she is incredibly hot, no pun intended, uh, in the ring. And she is really, really just solid at what she does, man. She rarely messes up. She's fluid. She does everything almost perfect in there. Crowd loves her. She is a badass. Everything she does is just legit. I mean, she's got everything completely working for her, man. Everything. And I, I want to say, and some people may disagree with me because some people just don't really like women's wrestling. I've been a huge advocate for women's, good women's wrestling anyway. But she's got that must-see vibe about her, bro. It's almost as if she's in there and you want to see her wrestle, you know? Yeah. No, I I agree. It, it's, when she comes out as champion and that reaction, and I en- I enjoy Jamie Hayter matches because she she does not she is not fucking light footed. I mean she she hits fucking hard. Her moves fucking connect, and her and her and her, her, all her bumps have impact. So I enjoy watching Jamie work. Now 
I know a lot of people were kind of thrown off about uh, about Riho wrestling Jamie Hayter, and, and I do agree with the majority of the feeling I've seen on Twitter. Maybe the live audience didn't really care because they sounded like they enjoyed the match immensely. But a, a woman like Riho, bro, in, in, in reality, Jamie Hayter would probably break her in half in about three minutes, and this match went like 12 minutes. So uh, I understand people's hesitation there. Well, how can Rio go in there and, and get the win or, or try and get the win over Jamie Hayter? Don't you think it's a little unrealistic? I, I, why are you asking me these stupid questions? Yes, number one, but it's a scripted program. They, they are scripted to give you a fight. Like, this is not the first time in the annals of wrestling history we saw somebody the size of Rio go up against somebody the likes of Jamie Hayter. I don't know why you guys can't suspend your fucking belief in, in what you're watching. Yeah, well... Who cares? Maybe they got to keep in mind and remember that Kenny Omega is going to make sure Riho looks strong. And that's just that. And Riho's a former champion, yes. Riho is a former champion. Um, I see what they're saying, man. And Riho, I'm not going to lie, she's not necessarily my cup of tea, man. It just feels like a teenager out there, you know, performing high-flying moves and everything. I, I don't know, it, I'm much more of a Sheeta fan as it comes to the Joshis in the AEW. Yeah. So, but I don't know. But that's just me. I can see. I can tell. Look, I talk a lot of shit about Amy Sakura. Um, Who? Right. But I'm not an idiot. You know, once in a while, you know, even on my channel, I'll make it, you know, clear and abundant that I understand and I know that Sakura can work and that she knows what she's doing and she's a veteran and she teaches. I get all of that. Man, is Emi Sakura? Like. Is Emi Sakura still doing that uh, that whole uh, rock and roll thing with the microphone? No, she doesn't come out with the microphone, but she still does the 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 queen spot in the ring. It's... She had a banger match with uh, Athena on Ring of Honor television uh, a couple weeks ago, didn't she? That's what she did. Yes, she did. And like and like I said, man, I've I've never <laughs> never ever once if I shit on Emi Sakura working in the ring because if there was a problem there, I would be the first to point it out. Oh, of course. I'm just not a fan of the gimmick. Hers no. or Riho. Same for Riho. Riho can work, and I see that, man. Well, what's her, what's her name? Maki Ito. Maki Ito? Like the same as Riho to me. Yeah. You know, they can work. They can move. I mean, and those, and those small women taking big bumps just makes it even more impactful, and I can appreciate that. But again, I'm just not a fan of their, their tiny frames going up in, in there against larger women. I mean, it's just, I just can't get behind it. You know, the one thing I enjoyed about this match was the fact that there was no fucking outside interference. Not one single dose of outside interference. Not from Brit, not from outcasts, nothing. It was just a one-on-one yeah. -on -one match for the title, and they let them go. So, Britt Baker not interfering, and Jamie Hayter, you know, giving the handshake after the match, they are doubling down on these women being, you know, nothing but babyface, just straight babyface right now. Which yeah, is great, but the, the storyline here and the whole narrative of whatever they're trying to tell is now so completely stalled. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where any of this is going. I don't I genuinely listen. I, I don't want to I don't want to sound like a prick, but I genuinely don't think that they even know where it's going. And you got how many brains there working this fucking story? You got Jamie, Ed, you got Britt, you got Saraya, you got Tony, you got Ruby, you got whoever's in charge of the women's division. I don't even think they know where it's going, dude. No, it, it kind of seemed like it, like the plan shifted and never got on track when they had that, you know, secret tag partner. And 
it just turned out to be, you know, what was it? Just, just uh, no, it wasn't Sheeta. It was um, Tony Storm. Yeah. That was extremely anticlimactic, and 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 it seems like nothing but the women have made any sense since. So, like now, you know where we're going with this. Now, Ruby made a good explanation. I'll give her that. I thought I thought her explanation was sufficient. Tony Storm has a gripe. That's fine. It's believable as to why she's upset. Soraya, Soraya coming in. Um, you know, we we haven't really had that impactful Soraya reason yet. I don't know if we're ever going to get it, but well, for, for me, I would think that Saray will be happy, go lucky, just to be active and in a ring, just from her history. Yeah, but I, I, I pissed I, off. I, I don't know. I don't know what their collective goal is now. They did say tonight after this match was over that they want gold. They want a women's championship. Well, one of them want the women's championship, which. Doesn't really make sense because if one woman has the championship in their camp, don't the other women want that same championship as well? There'll be nothing for them to fight over. So what I'm thinking of is nobody's beating Jamie Hader right now, in my honest opinion. What if we what if we get the TBS title off of Jade and put it on one of these ladies? What? What? Beat Jade Gargan? Oh my goodness, man! Right? I, I mean, it's. I mean, what if we're looking at? What if I'm gonna play just? crazy fucking insane fantasy booker right now. What if we're looking at Mercedes coming in, Trinity coming in, and Bailey coming in? Bailey, by the way, uh, very cryptic online. We, we don't know. There was a, a falsified account spreading rumors of Bailey asking for her release. Yeah. I, I actually fell for it for about 15 seconds before I quickly deleted it. Yeah. Um, I, I could see that happening, uh, but she said goodbye. All, uh, all good romances come to an end eventually. Don't know what that means. She did come out. She did not come out on Monday with damage control, which is a Vince McMahon thing. Maybe, maybe that was one of the first things that he couldn't wait to get rid of. Yeah. You know? No. Which, which by the way, which by the way, I, I don't, I don't even, I don't even worry about Bailey in that instance. If Bailey, if Vince took Bailey out of damage control, I'm more worried about damage control than I am Bailey. Be quite yeah. honest with you. Now there has been an extraordinary amount of support from fans and Bailey's peers as of late, as if trying to say, "Hey, we know that you're probably trying to make a decision, and we just want you to know we're behind you." Just let that be out there. Whatever you do, we're behind you. It does seem like people are trying to get behind Bailey to do what Bailey wants to do for Bailey, and we'll be there for her. And then with her best friend gone, and then Trinity going out and taking pictures with Jade Cargill and hanging out with AEW people and shit, it's not too far-fetched. You want to know what I think is possible here? I, I honestly feel... And I'm, I'm going to dip into the fantasy realm as well. And I'm going to piggyback off what Jesse said about uh, Trinity slash Naomi and her uh, free agent status because she's not with uh, WWE anymore. And she was uh, photographed with Jay Cargill for Supercard of Honor backstage. And she was in the crowd for Ring of Honor. Tr- Trinity's coming to any promotion. She's she's not wrestling for Ring of Honor. She's not wrestling for Ring of Honor. Okay. Um, <laughs> no. give me a break. But if, if, I mean, both of them would fit this group perfect. 
because it, it's legitimately all WWE, you know, disgruntled. Yeah. Now AEW employees. If Mercedes comes in, and this may be so far out there that you you look at me side eyed, and, and I don't want it to happen because I've been so vehemently against it. But what if Mercedes and Naomi come into the company? And they bring with them newly created AEW Tag Team Championships. And there's nothing, there's no match for them. There's nothing, they're just, they're just born. And they come in as the champions. As the champions. Running, running the fucking division. Now, we're, now it's our fucking division, bitch. You know? And AEW has done stranger things. Like with that FTW title, no one knows the status. Of How much heel heat with that gap, bro? You know, they, they never lost those tag team championships. Those tag team titles, the last that we heard about them, were flung at John Laurinaitis. They never lost those tag team titles to anybody. So imagine them coming in, creating championships for themselves in a new promotion. And calling themselves the fucking champion. How much? How great would that be, bro? I mean, they would they would be the biggest heels in the in the division, and it would give them a reason for baby faces to go and chase them and beat them and, and do what's right, bro. You know that that to, to me that that sounds like a great a great idea. It would. It really would. It start it would start with this with, with with Mercedes and Trinity starting that off, and then let them go a few weeks or whatever as champions, and then when you think that they're beat, boom, then here comes Pam. I'm, conv- I'm I'm convinced that I'm oh I'm I'm convinced I'm hoping that Bailey is trying to make that decision to leave, take a chance on herself and just say I'm out, man. I mean, can, can you blame anybody over there that wants to leave? I mean, look, look at look at the status of the division. Nothing's changed. Yeah. Now this division isn't that much better, but I mean, this division is without Vince McMahon, which is yeah. all you really and need. Co- and collectively, they would have a voice. Yeah, in AEW, they can get together backstage with Vince, and everything they say will fall on deaf ears. But the women's division needs so much help right now. I'm pretty sure these women can get together, sit down, and put together some fantastic storytelling. And and TK would approve all of it. Yeah, so, it's gonna be an interesting summer. I'll tell you that Mercedes. I I have a very very strong feeling that Mercedes is gonna be at Forbidden Door. Very strong feeling. I really hope so. It would feel weird that she's not. Yeah. Now, now she has a championship match coming up, I believe, uh, in a week and a half or so. Next week, week and a half. Um, and Dave Meltzer has been speculating that that is her final date with uh, Bushiroad. So we, we don't know if she's going to lose that championship or not. If she loses, she may, she may be a double or nothing for all we fucking know. I don't know. You know, she's gonna she's going to work somewhere else. And she's not going back to WWE now. Nobody is. So get it out of your heads. Nobody is. How, how awesome must she feel though that she now has these options to do what she wants? Whatever she wants. She's a Whatever. hot commodity. Everyone wants her in their company. She can do what she wants. How must she feel right now? Chris Haley says this Saturday she's wrestling. That's her last that's her last match for Bushy Road, I believe, under her current contract, according to Dead Meltzer. Look at that, man. Taking short-term deals. Look at this shit. Yeah, I don't know. It's awesome. So Jamie Hader won this match. It was a very good match. Um, I, I get a lot of people's reservations about the size differential here between uh, both of these ladies, but Jamie Hader is excellent. Riho uh, was very good. Uh, they both uh, were going at each other. This was a hard-hitting match. You know, Riho, the, the one thing I like about Riho is that she may be tiny, but she goes in there, she fucking throws bombs. She yes. wrestles. And she can take a fucking bump. And she can take a bump, Yes. So, um, 
Rio wanted a dragon suplex towards the end, but Hater rolled through into a Haterade. Uh, Rio avoided it at first, but uh, not the second one. And Jamie Hitter came back and uh, clobbered her with a second Haterade, one, two, three, and that was it to retain the championship. Uh, very good match, but uh, we need more out of this storyline with the Outcasts, who were then interviewed by Renee Paquette, who mockingly congratulated Hater for defending her title. Ruby Soho said, for her not to get comfortable as one of the Outcasts will become the AEW Women's Champion. And Paquette asked, who would it be? But Soraya wouldn't let her stir the pot. You know, the one thing that I um, was pondering tonight, Jesse, for the first time, and um, I know you've talked about it because uh, we've possibly talked about it being a storyline in the future for, for both of these ladies. Do, do you find it a little bizarre that Britt Baker is okay watching Jamie Hayter wrestle and defend the title and she has no desire to get the title back at any point? Or is she just really that good of a best friend? I mean, it. I'm not sure what you're talking about right now. Like, as far as kayfabe or IRL. No, I, I like, mean on on screen. On screen, yeah. I mean, it, it's it. Uh, on screen, it feels real shifty that she's just this happy go lucky. Yes. That yes. she's not. That's what champion. I. That's what I mean. Yes. And 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 that's why that's why I've been you know pitching for a few weeks now. Like I'm I'm waiting for the Britt Baker turn. Um, get her back to a heel. Get her back to that being that super bitch. And and then that'll elevate Jamie Hayter to even more of a bigger baby face, and that's going to be a fantastic feud. That's a big headliner feud for the women down the road, man. Listen, it may happen at Wembley. Could be. That's a, that's a huge match for AEW. That that is their biggest money match for the women's division right now. It's yep. Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter. Yeah, I agree. So and I can't wait for it. I actually I can't wait for that shit. And now as far as last uh, I heard, Britt was still recovering from um her back injury and things like that. So maybe this is just time used to get her um, 100% healthy, get her back better, and still keep her on TV, you know? Yes. And she does have a back injury as she docking. I mean, it's probably a lot better now because that was filmed back in, uh, I don't know, October, November, what we saw on the debut episode of uh, the All Access show. Hopefully she's all right. Hopefully she's she all right. But she's taking she more of her... Say that it's still bothering her. I, I'm, I'm sure it is, but she's taken more of a reserve role, which, you know, yeah. you know, we appreciate and I'm sure the rest of the division appreciates, you know, can't yes. have one guy, one person or one guy in the men's division, you know, just front and center all the time. But, you know, Britt is showing her value now and even more so now than she was then. And when she gets back into it, she's going to be doubly as valuable for the women's yeah. division because now at that point she helped get and mold Jamie Hader into who she is now. And then that mega match that we're talking about happening later in the year for the world championship, both women are going to be at the top of their game, which is a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, that is definitely the story to be told. You know, I mean, best friends, best friends, best friends. And then right when, you know, she, you know, um, leaned on Brit the most or depended on her the most, then Brit stabbed her in the back. Yeah. You know, so um, I would even be maybe maybe inclined to say that a feud of that nature wouldn't even need the women's title at that point. So Brick could cost her the title and then they can have a match and a feud without it while someone else shines with the title. But I'm just so, you know, loving this Jamie Hayter run. I would love to see that match for the title between both of them. Though. Yeah, me too. Our boy, Matt Menard, Angelo Parker and Jake Hager stood on the ramp. Oh, my goodness, man. That's exactly what he said tonight, too. 
He asked Long Island, do you want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? Oh, yeah. You got to love it. And then uh, they're out there. Menard said that uh, the acclaimed joining the Jericho Appreciation Society gets his nipples hard. There you go. The acclaimed and Billy Gunn made their entrance. Max Caster rapped. Uh, there was a line in there about uh, George uh, Santos and Cocaine Bear and uh, something about Long Island. Parker, no Vince. No Vince in his rap. I'm highly, Max, I'm highly disappointed, bro. No Vince. You got a, a wide open array of things to talk about. The mustache, the mustache. fucking uh, the, the Sonic the Hedgehog villain look that he's got going on. Something. You know, he the fact that he buried it. Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania and ruined everybody's fucking weekend. You know, a lot of stuff there, man. He could have he just said like a, like a, somehow, some, some kind of a dig at WrestleMania Night 2. Just kind of a. Just Shane McMahon's torn quad. Two. Something. I don't know, you know. Yeah. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> something. Anyway, um, Parker yelled to cut the music as Max was rapping. He said, it sounds like they want to fight together. <laughs> he said it sounds great if they wrestle a tag team match together. He renamed the team the Jericho Appreciation Acclaimed Society. Billy said, oh, hell no, because they wanted to scissor. He said scissoring should only be done by professionals. Anthony Bones and Billy Gunn then scissored. And uh, Caster was uh, giving the boys in 2.0 the uh, cross chop. I don't know where this is going, bro, but this was fun. It's kind of lame, but it's kind of fun at the same time because I love Daddy Magic, and obviously we both love the acclaimed. And I mean, uh, it's just it's it's quite eye opening, Jesse. That's they went from being the AEW Tag Team Champions to being the most over tag team in the industry to feuding now in this fucking bottom of the barrel feud. All because the plan was to get the titles on FTR. That's why they lost the titles, Mm -hmm. and I don't get it. I don't there know. There's no rush. Let the acclaim run out this run. I mean, they they didn't they didn't have it for fucking long, man. So can I mean, can, can I can I can I ask now? I, I forgot to mention this earlier. Now that I'm I'm thinking about him because um, you know, it, it's in the same it's in the same vein that I'm mentioning him. You know, Keith Lee is now uh, kind of poking his nose into Jericho's business. Wasn't he feuding with Swerve? Did we ever close that feud up? And where yeah. is Swerve, by the way? He was on Twitter talking about how he was. Uh... I wouldn't know. I'm blocked. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, you get me unblocked by Kevin Owens, I'll get you unblocked by Swerve. Ah, uh, this is the second time Swerve blocked me, man. He, he's he's not unblocking me. You don't know that, man. I, I got peoples. I don't know. Swerve said, "Quote unquote," an hour ago, I'm ready to hurt someone. Maybe he's talking about us. I don't know. That's it. Maybe he's talking about us. No, ain't talking about us because we're not talking about him. There's nothing to talk about. He's ready to hurt someone. That's it. Is um, is the mogul affiliate still a thing? Are they even a group anymore? I don't think so. Did he? Did I mean, did he? I, th- I thought didn't he kick out uh, my guy Boudreaux? A trench? No, I thought Trench got kicked out or something. Or wrench? Or trench? Stench? Bench? You wonder why you get blocked. <laughs> I found it. I find it odd. I gotta mention this shit here in front of this crowd. I find it odd 
that Kevin Owens, oh, you know how people always man. say, I don't know why I'm blocked. I'm telling you guys exactly why I'm blocked by Kevin Owens, because I know why. Kevin Owens tweeted about how great the Sami Zayn-Johnny Knoxville match was. I replied with a tweet, and this is exactly what the tweet said, word for word. You can search for it. Sorry, bro. It was not good. That's what the tweet said. And for that, I got blocked. And now fast forward a year later, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is over here shitting on the fucking match themselves on live TV. The fuck did I get blocked for it in? You know why he shit on it, bro? Because it was a Vince McMahon match. That's why he shit on it. Now he's now he's now he's working in a Triple H led fucking long term plan, and, and of course he's gonna look back at that and say it sucked because it did suck. It did suck. But he blocked you. But he blocked me for saying that it sucked, and I didn't even say, "Oh, you're stupid. It sucked, bro. Get out of here. You're weak." Well, what what did I do to get blocked by Swerve? Uh, what, what did I say? Oh, Jesus Christ! You what? You shit on the shit row. She Man. I mean, Sorry, I bro. It wasn't. They're not good. even in the company. I wasn't talking about him. Oh, you were doing it when he was in the company. Not with the reverb, though. Not with the, no, no. I, I'm just, I'm just asking. He blocked, I'll tell you why Swerve blocked you. Because Swerve is, is because uh, Top Dollar is his boy and Top Dollar hates you. Dollar Tree? That's why he Michael Cole me? blocked me. Michael Cole blocked me because I tweeted uh, hashtag fire JBL. JBL blocked me and Michael Cole blocked me because JBL told him to. True story. I don't shop at a Dollar General, bro. Can't make fun of his friends, man. <laughs> Can't make fun of his friends, bro. Anyway, uh, I- I'm just asking because, you know, I, I seen some uh, fantasy bookers online. I don't know what Swerve ends up doing. Maybe he joins the Bullet Club. You know, that'd be a good role for him, no? He wants to fight somebody. He wants to be on TV. That tweet translates to, I want to be on TV. Well, I mean, maybe maybe we need a writing team in AEW and less creative input from the fucking people that are on the show. Because the Mogul Affiliates... The Mogul Affiliates... And I'm being... This is just me being a fan. Not very good, bro. Not very good. Seriously. You know? Just like how the New York Mets fans are already claiming doom and gloom for the season because of uh, the first six games this season, man. They have a right to complain. You spend $400 million in the offseason, you got a right to complain, man. I watch the show, and I have a right to complain. What is it about Swerve surrounding himself himself in a faction full of people that suck? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, Parker Brudrow made sense, bro. I mean, look at all the fucking rap moguls that know him. Parker Brudrow. But but but, but at the end of the day, bro, he's still he's still he's still nowhere near ready to be in that spot, even though even though there's promise there, and I'm I'm, I'm a fan of what he does and, and who he is, and I want to see him grow. He wasn't really ready there, you know. Parker Boudreaux, you know, he doesn't fit in the stories and the pictures and the photographs and shit that we see posted by him on social media. He has no business with most of these fucking people we see. Well, how the fuck do you know how he knows them? Who gives a shit? He knows them because he knows them. How do you fucking... I mean, are you a -a make-a-wish kid? How are you in front of all these celebrities? What's going on? Some people just have connects, bro. Now, the other guy... I don't know where they fucking got him from. I don't know where they found that guy, man. Whose idea was that? I mean, 
Does he watch the show back? Does he realize that what is going on is not good television? I mean, listen, he would be, I guarantee he'd be the first to admit it wasn't good. We tried, it failed, move on. Move on. That's what they need to do here. Move on. The acclaimed, you know, tag team champions are now fucking, what are they doing? Dark. I suggested, I suggested putting private party with Swerve. I still think that could be a thing. Private parties being grossly mishandled and misused. Same for Swerve. These gimmicks can vibe. They might have something right there. Trios. Tag division with Swerve as a leader going for a bigger title. I think it works out. You know what works out, man? MJF. Yeah. Every time he's on TV, he was honored in Oyster Bay. New York, man. I like the town of Oyster Bay, man. A little old-fashioned, but Oyster Bay is uh, quite the little quaint town. Nice little brewery in Oyster Bay. Was there last summer. And uh, he got the uh, key to Oyster Bay. He was honored for MJF Day. So then we see a, a big band playing with uh, saxophones, and uh, you know, it, was, it was very swing-like music, right? Stuff that you would hear inside a, a beautiful speakeasy. Right? Exactly. So he strutted out. He was wearing this beautiful white suit. And he got a nice reception from the fans, obviously, on Long Island. The most magical place in the world uh, where it doesn't just rain water. It rains pennies from heaven. He sang along with the band and uh, sang along to the lines of, uh, I don't know who this was. Was it Dean Martin? I, I, don't, I don't recall who it was. I don't know why I'm asking you. You know, I don't fucking know. What the fuck are you asking fuck me am I, for? What the fuck am I asking you for? I can tell you. You, who, you, you, uh, you asked me. You, 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 to, to. you told me the gun club came out to Jay-Z. I'm like, uh, who? I, I know who Jay-Z, Jay-Z is. Jay-Z. Not Jay-Z. Uh, 50 Cent. There we go. See, I even got my rappers mixed up. What the hell? Uh, so, I, I don't know. Maybe it was, D- it was very It was very Frank Sinatra-ish. I'll just say that, okay? Yeah. So, the fans were smiling, and they were singing along, and everybody was into it. So... We got all of this happening, and he's singing, and I'm asking myself, is there anything that, that MJF can't do, bro? He's like fucking swing dancing out there, and he's got a, a great singing voice, and he's singing along to the fans in, in Long Island. And I said on Twitter, man, maybe I should hire him for my birthday party next year. Seriously. I don't think he would do it, man. No. I don't think no. you can afford him. No, I can't afford him. I don't think he can. Are you telling me I live in my mother's basement now? This is pretty much confirmed. Okay. Damn it, my secret's out. It's out, man. Anyway, so we get into the ring after this segment is over. And uh, we have the supervisor of the town of Oyster Bay, Joseph Saladino. Now, I don't know what they were chanting at this guy. Apparently, uh, he, he was not uh, the most uh, over man in the building tonight. And they were chanting... Lower our taxes. Ah, that's what they were <laughs> chanting. Okay. I don't blame them then. I don't think he has anything to do with that, right? I don't know, but they don't give a shit. No. He played it up pretty well. He went right through the segment. He got a little, he got a little uh, flustered out there, but he uh, kept his composure. So fans booed. MJF jumped in and said, this guy's a great guy, so don't ruin this night for him with booze. Saladino said MJF is the pride of Long Island. 
Said he's a world champion and their hometown champ, and it was an honor to present him with the key to Long Island. So they they they, they gave him the key to Oyster Bay, and, and it was not good enough for Max, so they gave him the key to Long Island, and they had a new key made for him. So MJF stood at the podium, and he said, if he's being completely serious, some would even say, you deserve it. And the fans chanted, you deserve it. He said, some people don't deserve it like Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and worst of all, Jungle Boy. He said, the only thing Jungle Boy will ever have is a girlfriend with a wandering eye and a tiny little penis. Now, who, 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 is, it, who, who is he saying has a tiny little penis, bro? Phrasing. Jungle Clearly, Boy or he, Anna J? What, what is, he, uh, he, he maybe mixed up his words not, there, bro. He would not be out there saying Anna J. No, no, we know. I'm just joking. Not, not even that prick would do that. He says it's true. It's true. He said he had an, an inspiring story about his childhood on Long Island. And he said he has a learning disorder, ADD. He asked who else, who else has it. Fans chanted ADD at him. He said he had trouble focusing in school. He said he had a teacher in eighth grade who wasn't sympathetic named Miss Benedict. Now, fun fact, I went to St. Benedict's in the Bronx from grades five to eight. So there you go. He said she would pounce on him like a lion and wait for him to close concentration. He said she would ask him for an answer to the question on the board and he wouldn't know and she would laugh at him. She said, see, class, don't be like Mr. Friedman. He said on the last day of school, she pulled him over to the side and asked him where his brain goes during class when he couldn't pay attention. He said his answer every time was pro wrestling. He said he dreamed every day of becoming world champion. And she told him the probability of that happening was slim to none. He said her math was off because he just got the key to Long Island. He told everybody, don't be like Miss Benedict. And by that, I mean, don't be a stupid bitch. <laughs> he said if you're a, a Long Island kid who is struggling if you bust your ass you could be anything you want to be except for the one thing he said me he closed by saying he is better than everybody and everybody knows it so he left the ring with the belt over his shoulder fans are chanting for MJF uh, the fans wanted an encore with the big band and someone crashed the cymbal behind him and MJF started belittling him calling him a bum uh, little did we know, Jungle Boy was wearing a mask in the band, pulled off his mask, and tackled Max down to the to the floor on the stage, and they got pulled apart. Security game to pull them apart, and Sammy Guevara's theme music hit, and he walked out. He was cocky as ever. He looked uh, down at MJF's title belt, which was laying on the floor, and he picked it up, holding it in the air, which angered MJF, and that was basically the segment. He handed it back to MJF. Taunted Jungle Boy, and Sammy made his way down to the ring for his match with Commander. Now, I I, I love this segment. I thought it was uh, I thought it was very sports entertainment esque. I, I figured Vince McMahon was watching this, he'd get a kick out of it, you know. Yeah. But um, a lot of people were like, and I want to dead this uh, right now because I've seen a lot of this uh, on my timeline. Oh well, if Roman Reigns did this, uh, everybody would shit on it. Uh, first because of all, Roman cool. Roman Reigns is not going to be doing swing dancing to a fucking big band with the bloodline. Okay, number one. Uh, number two, Max and, and, and Roman have two completely different characters. Yeah. Okay? Number three, WWE is known for sports entertainment. AEW is known for pro wrestling. So when they do their sports entertainment shtick, 
You maybe get it once every six months, if that. So they don't do it every week like WWE does. When AEW does it, it's fresh. It's exciting. It's new. It breaks up the monotony of their show. So I don't know why you have a problem with it. I didn't have a problem with this. I actually quite enjoyed this. And when Max kind of breaks out to be humanized in Long Island, you know, a lot of people say MJF is boring. He's the same baby. He's the same heel over and over again. He shits on the town, blah, blah, blah. But when he goes to the UBS arena and he's in his hometown, everybody's like, oh, this shit sucks. The fuck do you want? He can't win with nobody. Nope. I mean, seriously. Nope. Steven Wilson with the four pound 99. First time ever super chat. Thank you, Steve Wilson. First super chat in the venue. Thank you, brother. Awesome, bro. Thanks, man. So, yeah, man, I, I, that kind of angered me. I'm like, holy fuck. You see this shit every week on, on WWE, but when, when AEW does it, it's like, oh, well, if this was on the other side, you'd be shitting all over it. Yes, because they do it every week. AEW does not. Pretty much. So, we go from this to Sammy Guevara and Commander. Uh, this went 10 minutes. This was, this was good. Sammy looked great here. Um, not really invested in Commander because, you know, to be, I, I don't want to sit here and again be negative, and, and he's a great talent, but what exactly stands out about Commander that we don't see in someone like a Dragon Lee Jesse or or uh, Vikingo that we just saw, right? I mean, yep. what is he? Who is he? Why is he? Why is he different than everybody else that I saw before? Ray Phoenix. No. Ray Phoenix, yeah. Why, why am I invested in this guy? Why am I impressed with this guy? But when Ray Phoenix is in the ring, you know, it's like, oh, my God. What does he do different than Ray Phoenix? So, I'm already with you on that. But, I mean, I'm trying not to complain about everything. So, the thing about the thing about Commander is when you do see him, he's putting on entertaining matches. I mean, it, that, there's no denying that. So, I'm just going to take him for the few spots that we get him. For the fantastic matches, you know, much like the Vikingo, we've got that guy twice. They've been fantastic matches, and we'll wait for MJF to come out and sing and dance for us to get our entertainment. You know, yep. I mean, because like that's not his that's not his thing. Maybe he's not in in line to get a storyline right now for whatever reason. But he's gonna give us fantastic matches. He's gonna make people like Sammy look good. So I'll take it. I'll take it. Commander is known for his uh, rope walk into a shooting star press. He nailed it for a near fall. Guevara rolled to the outside. Commander tried his rope walk across all of the ring rope this time into a dive outside, but Guevara had it scouted. He hit a knee, jumping knee, and then we go to commercial break. Guevara was in control, and he kept Commander grounded so he couldn't get that aerial offense. Jungle Boy was watching backstage, as we saw a picture of or a shot of him backstage watching on the TV. Security was right there. And Commander fought back with the springboard Poison Rana. Walked the ropes again with a huge dive on the outside. Uh, Commander back inside now. He tried for another shooting star press, but Guevara moved. So Commander hit a springboard Phoenix Splash for two. He got kind of half of it, not all of it. Commander then tried the rope walk again with the shooting star for a third time. But Guevara got his knees up. Guevara missed the GTH. And he was placed in the ropes until Commander tried another rope walk. This time, Guevara hitting a cutter halfway through. So, uh, Commander was on one side. Sammy was on the other. And Commander walked the ropes. And then Guevara kind of walked his side and then delivered a cutter into the ring, which was a beautiful-looking spot. GTH connected. Guevara gets the win. One, two, three. And that was basically it. Where was Darby? Darby was shown uh, watching the, the this match between Commander and Sammy in the rafters. So... 
Uh, that is the only Darby appearance that we got on Dynamite tonight. Very good match. It was fun for the 10 minutes it was. But uh, this is all about getting the pillars momentum going into double or nothing. And Sammy gets the win. Pretty much matched by the numbers, what we yeah. expected. We yeah. know what Sammy's capable of. I mean, that guy has to be the absolute most hated high flyer in wrestling right now, I think. Sammy? I mean, but he's, but he's so good. You can hate on him all you want. Um, I was on that train as well because I was entirely tired of how he was being portrayed with uh, with Tay Mello. Um, they turned him heel, though. Um, they kind of embraced it a little bit, and now they've backed off from it a little bit, and now we're just seeing Sammy by himself a lot more. Um, I'm back on the Sammy bandwagon. I like his work. I mean, I enjoy his work and his and his mic work and everything else. There's nothing for there's not, there's nothing left for me to hate about Sammy Guevara. Right no, now. I mean Sammy Sammy's incredible. Um, yes. you know he's um, not that it matters from it's uh, not that it, uh, it it means much of anything coming for us from us. But you know it's nice to know that he's uh, he's walking that that good line and there's no trouble and nothing bad or derogatory is coming out about him and the whole, you know, getting married and his girlfriend or wife is fucking smoking hot and throwing that on TV in the worst way possible. I'm glad yeah. that they moved away from that and focus, went back to focus on him because he is very good at what he does. And I'm very excited about where this is going with him. And I really enjoyed his promo tonight, which we're going to get into just, there was a, there was a lot of genuine heat from Sammy in this promo, and he took the microphone and said that he just did something the AW champion doesn't do, and that's wrestle. Fans booed him. He said, honestly, what was this shit that I just watched? American Idol? He said, MJF said he beats each of the pillars, but he said if they go back to their match in 2021 in the main event of Dynamite, he had him beat until another person he used interfered. He said, Sean Spears and a chair beat him. He says, if they're supposed to be the four pillars who built the company from day one, MJF's side was not built by himself, but by taking advantage of other people and cheating. He says he would, he would heat himself if he wasn't himself getting to the top. He said, MJF was Cody's friend, and now he's not. He said the same thing for Tony Khan, the inner circle, the pinnacle, and the firm. Now he's not. He said, MJF did one thing that he won't do. He sold his soul for success. Guevara said he built... The ship, brick by brick, moment after moment, I put my heart and soul into this place. He told the fans to cheer or boo him because he's not going anywhere else. He says he loves it, and it has given him more than he could have ever dreamed of, including his wife. He said, screw Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, and MJF, and this bidding war of 2024. He threw that in there on purpose because that's going to be the next big thing next year. He said he will be the next AEW world champion, and MJF was shown backstage with security. It's kind of like just fuming at the television screen, listening to Sammy speak out there uh, for uh, himself in front of the Long Island fans. Uh, I thought this was great. He'll heat Jesse. Sammy Guevara conducted himself uh, very good here, very well. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say, man. He, he, he got the type of reaction that he needed to get. He wasn't going to get cheered in Long Island, and he did what he needed to do. After, you know, just saying everything I said about loving everything Sammy Guevara, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I do. Um, I was not a fan of this spot for him. Um, I think going into Long Island, it kind of throws it's 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 AEW's uh, version of the Bizarro World type deal. I mean, promos just won't hit the same when you have crowds like that who are there to cheer for MJF. And this dynamic felt really off to me with Sammy. Like they, 
they just weren't really it, it it did not it I don't know it's kind of hard to, it didn't feel right it really didn't feel right you have somebody out there you know shitting on MJF and shit like that it kind of feels like you should be cheered and you're not I mean it, the crowd was not really behind it per se they he did get some heat I see that but something was really off as far as the feeling and the dynamic of this promo and I think it's because it was done in Long Island I mean I think that was the only genuine thing just because you're in Bizarro World yeah. Did you guys see the fan uh, the fan in the crowd tonight that had the sign? He held it up. He said, L-M-A-O, Cody. Sign, it, that sign <laughs> is trending. That sign was trending on Twitter. Oh, man. All, everything that needed to be said was in that sign. L-M-A-O, Cody. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. It was to the point. It was that was so good. I'm sorry. That was hilarious. That's good shit, pal. That was good shit, man. <laughs> that's how you do a burn. That's who's that's in charge of that's who that, that, that's who's in charge of Cody's fucking fate right there. <laughs> ah, Bruce, we're gonna do what Triple H couldn't do. You know, Triple H was in charge of the fucking best storyline on the main roster in fucking decades. And then we got Cody Rhodes doing what? Following the path of John Cena. We got to make you into the next John Cena, pal. Bro. Come on, I'm, man. I'm convinced. You, you mentioned Bruce. I'm convinced now that we've seen it, how it all played out. That this was going to be the plan from the jump. When people like Bruce Pritchard and, and Kevin Dunn were not let go from their positions while Triple H was yes. in charge. Yes. Especially Bruce Pritchard. What the fuck was he needed for? What was he needed for under Triple H's full regime? Bro, I was I was given I was given inside info that Bruce was basically worthless. <laughs> he was doing he, he was basically worthless at that point. And, I and, 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 and from the from the news that Stephanie and Triple H hated Bruce Pritchard upon arrival, and, and that Bruce, why would Trip first of all, you need to think about this. This way you're not this way you're not gonna hear from the fucking five dollar paywalls. Why why would Triple H do anything remotely positive with Bruce Pritchard when he is responsible for killing what he created. Yes. Why? Yes, yes, yes. Why would he, he give him any sort of power on the main roster if Triple H is in charge? The only reason why he was there is because they wanted to clean up everything else first, and they want, they didn't want to make it seem like it was a fire sale. Let me get rid of all of Vince's guys. And, and they, they were kept there, and Kevin Dunn was kept there for seniority and whatever the fuck, you know, they probably made some pact, but please don't get rid of Kevin Dunn and he saved some fucking tape library fucking 30 years ago, whatever yeah. the case may be. But those are the reason why those guys are, are still there. But like Jesse said, nobody finds it weird that those were the only two guys that remained. They knew everything. Yeah. Well, who, do you, who, do you think, who do you think Vince was going through to get creative to Triple H? He was going through Bruce. Yeah, it makes total sense. You don't have to call Triple H. Call Bruce. Tell Bruce what you want Bruce to tell Hunter. It makes it makes sense. Otherwise, like you said, I don't know. I don't know about you know the info that you had, but what in the hell exactly was Bruce Pritchard doing if Shawn Michaels is running NXT and Triple H is running the main roster? You think Triple H needed to bounce creative ideas off of Bruce? Fucking Pritchard? you! You you mean you mean to tell me? That you people believe other people in the community when they talk about, oh, this just happened. Meanwhile, Triple H hired William Regal back. What the fuck does he need Bruce Pritchard for? What do you need Bruce Pritchard for? 
Why would Triple H ever need? Oh, utilize Bruce Prichard. Any any creative decisions or ideas or input or counsel he needs, William <laughs> Regal's right fucking there. Oh man, and, and and like it's amazing how some of the people here, man, some of the people in the IWC, they, they they treat everybody like they're fucking stupid. It's like you don't know, you can't decipher for yourself what's a Triple H booked match or show compared to a Vince McMahon booked match and show, like. I mean, what, what were you watching when Black and Gold was on the air, man? Why, 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 why do you think Triple H all of a sudden would change his fucking booking mentality and, and the way he books his show from what he did, which he knows was successful, man? Why, why would he do that? If anything, he was going to move away from Vince's fucking bullshit. Yeah, for, for years we were given um, NXT booking versus main roster booking, and it was always different because all of the... Lovers and the haters all said, oh, it's indie trash, this, this, net, and or on the main roster, like, oh, it's sports entertainment crap. Nonetheless, it was a definitive difference, and we all knew. We can see that there was different styles of booking. Now, we move on over, and we can see there's different styles in booking, and people are like, no, nah, I don't know. Triple H probably did that. Triple H didn't do that for years. Now you think he did it now? Absolutely not. You got you you people were, were were fucking suckered by other people in the community, man. Vince was back when he blew up the board of directors. That's when he was back. Everybody shield everybody everybody shield. Oh, he's just there to visit John Cena. Give me a fucking break. He, he was sitting with the fucking headset on. He's oh, he was on his phone. The f- again. He was on his phone. Oh my god. The fuck does Vince McMahon do on his phone? Now he's being sued again for the way he got himself back into power. But yet, people want to say that, oh, he was he was out. If he was out when he said he was out, why the fuck is he being sued? Why is there legal, there was, why is there litigation against him if he honestly didn't come back till just now? One-minute matches on Raw. Fucking people being called short and ugly on Raw. Fucking Raw has been completely... Turned upside down. I don't need, I don't need reports to say Vince is back. I know Vince is back. I knew Vince. He never left. Uh, Look at WrestleMania night one, Jesse. Night one was a takeover for WrestleMania in front of 80,000 people. Night two started off like a a fucking Monday Night Raw in the Vince McMahon era. And we got Shane O'Mac. People were telling, oh, Shane McMahon, he was booked by Triple H. What? You fucking serious? (laughs) <laughs> Triple H hates Shane McMahon, dude. Why why would we get such an overwhelmingly well-received night one and such a terrible night two, but no one can put a finger on what the difference was? Omas, Brock Lesnar starts off the fucking show. And we don't we think that was a Triple H booked match. The guy that did night one also did night two. So what is it? Triple H did Omos versus Lesnar or did Vince McMahon do night one? I don't think Vince McMahon touched shit in night one. I don't think he had anything to do with night one. Maybe maybe Austin and, and Cena. Maybe. 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 Open your eyes, folks. I've been saying this for months. Watch the fucking show. All you gotta do. Now he's back. Now there's a problem. 
And people who got it wrong are now blasting the people. Oh, you didn't know anything. He didn't know. How do you know? We, you, you know it because I reported it. I don't need, I don't need your report. Jesse doesn't need your report. We don't need your report. Watch the fucking show. Come on now, man. Just watch the show and form your own opinion. Every, I mean, I could come up with a list of things, but, you know, I want to get out of here. But, yes, Vince is back, and there, there are things that are happening there that, uh, believe me, it's going to get a lot worse. It's going to get a lot worse. And I'll talk, I'm going to talk about all this tomorrow on, on the podcast. Uh, Hook, he went one-on-one with Ethan Page. Uh, he was out there with Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy. This went two minutes. Hook won in two minutes. Um, basically, what happened here is um, Ethan Page celebrated to the crowd. He threw Hook back into the ring during the match and said, I'm winning, asshole. Ethan set up a twist of fate. Hook uh, blocked it, hit a twist of fate of his own, popped uh, Taz on commentary. Cassidy distracted the ref and Hook. Ethan tried to take the FTW title belt from Hardy, but Hardy ha- uh, held on to it. Hardy then bashed Ethan Page with the belt. Hook turned around and applied the red rum for the win. Cassidy and Hardy celebrated together. Hook walked up the ramp and fist bumped Hardy and Cassidy. Taz says, I did not get the memo. What is going on here? I don't know. What's going on, Jesse? Did uh, something happen on Dark that I don't know about? I don't watch Dark anymore. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> this was just filler then. I don't, I don't really give a shit, even though we're fans of Hook. I love Hook. Ethan I Page still, is good too. I still don't know. I'm so confused with this FTW title. I don't know what to do. We're told it's not an official title, but then we're told we're giving title matches for it. What the, What are we doing? I don't know. How can he defend a title that's not an official title on TV? Which one is it? Just, just, just be clear about it. Which one is it? Is the FTW title an official AEW title? I'm Otherwise, going to assume it is. Why is he carrying it around if it's not? And if it is, why? (laughs) Why? I don't know. Nigel McGuinness and Tony Khan announced All In August 27th, London, England. This will be the second All In. Adam Cole walked in and said that they'll be at Wembley for the event celebrating 100 years of the stadium. It's going to be a great test for AEW's popularity, man. I feel like they will sell that that place out in the UK, no doubt about it. Uh, John Moxley. Uh, uh, Yeah, absolutely. John Moxley, Claudio, Willie Yuta versus uh, three jobbers. We didn't get their names. Two minutes. They won. Uh, afterwards, Brian said he loves professional wrestling. And the wrestlers they just beat up don't look like professionals. He says they look like someone the EVPs might have hired. Just a bunch of amateurs. He said when he looks around the building, the four of them are the only professional wrestlers in the building. Adam Page walks out with a purpose. He marched to the ring. He got in there and he got beat up four on one. So all of the Blackpool Combat Club beat up on, on Adam Page. Danielson said Hangman was an amateur as Claudio beat him down. Then Mox punched away at him. He said he loves Moxley. Yuta was punching away at him. He says Yuta was a professional wrestler, and I love Wheeler Yuta, even though he could be a son of a bitch sometimes. <laughs> Danielson said he loves the Blackpool Combat Club as his partners, whereas nobody's coming out to help Hangman. He's got no friends. He said, nobody loves him, but he knows what I love. He said, when he's home, he's been able to teach his kids a few things about how to fix up your house. He pulls out a screwdriver. He says, the house that AEW uh, houses needs to be fixed. 
And it needs to be fixed from all these amateurs. So he pulled the screwdriver out, like I said, and Mox, and you were lifted up, Hangman. And Danielson started yelling, amateur, amateur, at Paige over and over again. And then he drove the screwdriver into Hangman's face, forehead. And Excalibur said it was grotesque. Uh, we did not see any blood. Uh, we did not really even see a camera angle of it actually happening. But they shot the shot. And Danison buried the screwdriver, the point of the screwdriver, in Adam Page's forehead. And that was it, basically. He said he loved his uh, Blackpool Combat Club members, and that was the way the segment ended. Uh, I love Danielson as a heel. Uh, I found it funny that he was once a B-plus player, and now he's calling everybody amateurs in AEW. But this may be the best version of the Blackpool Combat Club that we've gotten, Jesse. They're so vicious, man. It's so It's so great. Yeah, yeah, this, this is good stuff. I thought he was... I thought he was um... Ramming a screwdriver into his eye. Oh, was oh, it his eye? I don't know. I couldn't really tell. It was yeah, it his eye or his forehead, whichever. But yeah, I don't that know. would I don't be know. pretty so fucking sick if it's in the eye. eye patch now or what? I don't know. Yeah, that would be pretty sick if it was in the eye. Sagbad says, "Hangman got screwed." <laughs> okay, I think that's the comment of the night. There you go. There you go. There you go. Hangman got screwed. There we go. Uh, main event. Colton Gunn with Austin Gunn, the Gun Club, against FTR. Uh, they gave this a uh, decent amount of time here. This was uh, the main event for the AEW Tag Team Championships. It is career versus tag team titles. If FTR loses, they are gone from AEW. Uh, the Guns had new music. And uh, they had uh, theme music now by 50 Cent, bro. What was the name of the song? Classic Banger from album number one. Many men wish death upon me. Oh my god, dude! Classic. That's no. when Fifty was. That's when Fifty Cent was Fifty. Fifty. That's when he was Fifty. Fifty Cent. That was. That was. Oh man, that was probably one of. That was probably one of his best songs ever. Probably one of his best songs. So underrated now, and, and unknown. I. I don't know. I don't know if this is their new theme moving forward, but. Um, Maybe it's a one-off. I don't know. Maybe maybe they just used it for effect here for this match. I don't know, but Could we'll be. see. You know, you know, the, you know, the whole premise, the, the whole premise of the song is so many haters want to see him fail, but he's not going to fail because he's a badass and everything else. You know, yeah. So everybody's coming at him. So I guess the Gun Club is trying to say that everybody wants to see them fail, but they're not going to fail. But then they failed. So. This is FDR's first match since uh, Wrestle Kingdom in January. So they were in there, and uh, they were doing their thing. This uh, was a decent little match here. Uh, it got a little uh, a little sloppy towards the end, but the uh, outcome is what everybody was really waiting for. Um, FDR was in control. FDR made fast tags. Colton tried to uh, kind of re- regroup himself on the outside. Uh, Wheeler got a baseball slide. Uh, it was caught by uh, Austin which allowed the guns to take control and uh, beat down on Wheeler for a little bit. Harwood made the hot tag. He uh, came back into the ring firing punches. Uh, nice little lariat sent Colton to the outside. Austin ducked one of his own. Harwood got a small package. Uh, double DDT to Colton in the ropes. Blind tag was made by FTR. They planted Austin with a spike pile driver. Both teams tried for their uh, shatter machine. 310 to Yuma. That's the guns finishing move. As it was FTR who hit the shatter machine, but Colton pulled the referee out of the ring. So that could have been it, but uh, they had a, a master plan here. 
Colton demanded the referee to disqualify them because he actually put his hands on the officials. So Paul Turner, the referee, said, no, I'm not disqualifying you. You did it on purpose. I'm not going to play into your stupid bullshit. He refused. No DQ, as the DQ would end FTR's careers. So he said no. Colton and Harwood collided on the apron. Austin hit a famous for two. He then tried a pedigree, but Harwood spun out of it into multiple pin attempts. Austin hit a low blow right in front of Paul Turner, the referee, but again, he was not going to disqualify because the guns were now intentionally trying to get disqualified. Uh, Wheeler pleaded not to disqualify FTR, so or the guns, rather, to uh, basically kick FTR out of the company. Uh, guns, 310 to Yuma on Wheeler hit. Austin set up Harwood in the corner. Ref saw one of the tag team titles thrown into the ring. He took care of it. He had his back turned. Another one came into the ring, which was being concealed by Austin. And Harwood was on the top rope. He came off the top rope and landed right on the title as it was all set up. But the kickout at two was very close. Austin went for a cover there off the title to the face as Harwood came off the apron. That was a nice little spot there. And Harwood basically kicked out at two and nine-tenths. So Harwood's on his knees now. He spit in both Austin and Colton's face. Wheeler came flying off the top rope with a sunset flip while Harwood simultaneously got a roll-up on both guns. And both Cash and Dax pinned both Austin and Colton at the same time. And FTR wins the Tag Team Championships. And the show ended with Mark Briscoe running to the ring to celebrate with FTR. New Tag Team Champions, bro. That's awesome. Why am I? What? Why? Why? Why do people? Why are the people in the chat thinking that Tony Khan played this Fifty Cent song without clearing the rights first? Tony Khan buys. Tony Khan is notorious for buying musical licenses if they he make sense it. for the show. Right. He pays. He doesn't. He, yes. Just, this is not Paul Heyman and ECW. Man. No. He's, he he's paying the artists for these rights to these. You know, with all the songs. money that WWE takes in, they should do something like this too. They did it with uh they did it with Edge at WrestleMania. He came out yeah. to fucking South of Heaven by Slayer. Yeah, the guy has money. He can pay for the licensing rights, guys. Don't don't worry. Did you hear about um Jim Johnston possibly coming in? I, I did not read the article. Was it was it written in a way that he offered his services or he wants to come in? Um I gotta Pull it back up and read it again. But I think I think it was some of the lines of they were they were talking or he was um open to it or there was it wasn't like a done deal nothing like that but it was def it felt like it was something that was um well on the horizon. Hmm. I would love I to tweeted, see that. I tweeted back said I would love to see him working with Mikey Ruckus absolutely. I'd love to see that. That'd be great. Absolutely. So. Anyway, guys, that's all uh, for AW Dynamite tonight. A very very newsworthy show. Um. New tag team champions. We got All In announced for London, August 27th. Jay White debuted. He is not going to WWE. He is All Elite. Nigel McGuinness is All Elite. Tony Khan was cooking up. Cooking up something today. Monty K, get us Moro, baby. Let's go. Bring Moro in. Moro. Anyway, guys, we're going to get into the Super Chats in just a little bit. Thank you so much for all your support. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. You can follow Jesse as well at Chi-Town Smark. Same thing on YouTube for Jesse. And you guys know where to find me. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on that bell for notifications. And make sure you guys go check out all, and I mean all of the content, man. There is so much of it on the homepage. Go and check all that stuff out from WrestleMania weekend. Joseph Taylor, we'll start off with you, man. $12 Super Chat. 
Jesse, thanks for liking my two tweets. The Young Bucks, greatest tag team of the 21st century. No. Usos, baby. Usos, FTR, Briscoes. First of all, I I don't want to... I know JD said no, but I do want to say that that could be a very subjective discussion. Absolutely. There's quite a few tag teams that we can have a discussion about. You're going to tell me the gun clubs in there are going to cut you off, though. Uh, I agree with uh, Joseph Gonzalez in the chat. If Jim Johnston is offering services, Tony Khan would be stupid to say no. Let me take them. My God, that'd be great. It seemed like those two masterminds would put together a fucking banger. Mm-hmm. Uh, D. Bastardo with the $10 Super Chat. You know I'm always listening, especially in front of the McMahon D-Riders. Raw is dead. Hopefully Grand Slam meet and greet since no fully loaded... Your consistency inspired me now producing my comedy shows. I appreciate that, brother. I don't know what I'm doing for Grand Slam, bro. I would like to go to Puerto Rico for Backlash. It may be too late for that. Uh, I would like to do Toronto for sure. And uh, London for this all-in show. Michelle Moran with a 2 Super Chat. I love Paige, but foolish to step up to my BCC alone. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah, Hangman, yeah. yeah I got to look confused, too. I don't know. I don't know. So Derek has an ample opportunity to get on TV. Hangman's getting beat go. up. Fuck? Derek Anawaii with a $2 super chat. Hey, Oos, I'm happy your grandmother is doing okay. Thank you, brother. She's doing very well, man. I'll be seeing her on Saturday before Easter. The Jay Kaleb Show with a six months. Jay White, FTR, and Wembley. Oh, my. Yes. Tony Brown with a 499 Super Chat. He says that he's a booty meat detective. You can pick him out. Huh? You can pick him out. No sky blue tonight, though. No sky blue. Did you hear about um, um, La Rosa Negra? Yes. And... Tessa. What do you think about that? Um, I don't know. Cause here's, cause they're, so they're, they're taking pictures together. For those who don't know, um, they're taking pictures together and hugging and everything. And those two were at the center of Tessa Blanchard's controversy of some things that she said about her backstage. Well, um, I'm, I'm assuming by the photo they took together that, that they hugged it out and made up not a smile together in the picture. Um, I posted, I quote tweeted that and I'm like, well, that's great. But she still needs to make a public apology if her plan is to come back for, you know, make a public comeback. I, I, I agree with you, man. A public apology is needed to the fan, is, to I the mean, fans anyway. Yes. That's it. And yeah. I mean, the bottom and people will say, oh, well, if, if they talked it out, then why do we care? She's a public figure, Tessa Blanchard, unless she plans on, you know, uh, you know, on this girl buying all her merch and all that shit by on her own, then I suggest she apologizes to the fans who need to attend her shows and buy her merch. I mean, it's it, I don't see the fucking problem. If you're actually genuinely, I'm sorry for what you said, then you shouldn't have a problem saying it. Now, if you are still saying that you did nothing wrong, then I don't know what the hell's going on. So, so am I to assume that you know, you know, Larosa lied, and she's the one that apologized to you? Which one is it? Because she came out, Tessa Blanchard came out and said that these are all lies. These women she accused did. you of some hateful shit, and you said they all lied. 
but now you want to hug and pretend it never happened. Hold on, bitch. Which one was it? Did you do it or not? I mean, she's only hurting herself, bro. Tessa Blanchard is fucking incredible. Apologize. Get that ball rolling. Move the fuck on. And people like me will sit here and say, look, guys, she came out with a genuine apology. Let's give her a fucking chance. Yeah. That's it. She refuses to apologize. It's not going to happen. Senile with a 99-99 super chat. Thank you, brother. You've been coming in big all WrestleMania weekend. Excited to see the former King switch in AEW. But I hope he breaks away from all the Bullet Club stuff since he's been disowned by them in New Japan. On a side note, congrats on the DraftKings deal. And for all the hard work in the gym, always love to see people better themselves. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you and your generosity all weekend, man. Thank you. Visionary with a new membership. Thank you, man. Actually, no, it says it says a new member, but you've been a member for four months. I don't know why it says that. Uh, Visionary, four months. Four months in the best community in the IWC. Jay, you're the best, so is the taco man. Jesse, I got one question for you. What the fuck are you guys drinking? Well, nothing. My, my, my cold beverage is empty. I don't know what Jesse's got. Pure life. Pure life. There you go. Two old fucking geezers drinking water. Sleepy with a one month. I'll start watching AEW. Fire emoji. You should. You absolutely should. Red Storm Pro with a $5 super chat. 7,000 AEW fans going home happy. It's greater than 12,000 WWE fans going home bitterly disappointed and wanting to pull their hair out. Bro, there were 17,000 people in that fucking stadium. On Monday. That was the worst. Awful. Mr. Awesome with two months with the announcement of All In. What do they do about All Out? Considering signatures of the weekend after last week of August, Jay White going to burn WWE. Uh, we, we talked about that during the show, brother. Hopefully you got your answers. Rowdy Punk 8 with a new membership. Thank you, Rowdy Punk. What the fuck are you drinking, man? Thank you for being in my mom's basement. Tone C, $10. MJF can really croon. Robert Goulet would be proud. One old-fashioned, please. Thank you, Tone C. Yes, MJF can do uh, anything. Apparently. Joey Tartaro. 550 Super Jet. Happy for Jay White, but I feel he will be overshadowed, I believe, and hope more wrestlers become ROH exclusives and AEW exclusives like Eddie Kingston. Yeah, he's got to get on. he's got to get on that for sure. One and only with the $2 Super Jack. Give me Jay White versus Brian and Darby. Jay White versus uh, Darby Allen. I take it. And Brian. You could put a fuck. You could fucking put a goddamn fucking potted plant in there against Brian. I don't give a fuck. I want to see Jay White and Adam Cole. Yep. Gavin Deeth with a $5 Super Jack. So who do you think out of Adam Cole, Jay White, and Juice Robinson is replacing Matt Jackson versus the Bullet Club or versus the, the BBC? The BCC. Yeah. The BCC. So, yeah, the, so the Bucks are hurt. They're going to be out for a little, for a few weeks. Well, I don't know what's going on with uh, with Matt Jackson. Apparently, he's not electing to get surgery. Yeah, no, they covered, he covered that on BTE. Um, he said he spoke with um, doctors and um, friends who've had, you know, the same injury. And through all of his, you know, discussions, he decided to forego surgery. And he expects to be out a few weeks as opposed to uh, multiple months. Well, you know, Adam, Adam Cole, uh, Adam Cole had the same injury and he didn't get surgery. 
He had the concussions with that same injury. So, yes, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, they, they 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 definitely addressed it on BTE. So he'll be okay. back in a few weeks. Okay. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, yeah, what do they do? We didn't even get Kenny Omega. I didn't even realize we didn't. Even get no, Kenny, Kenny wasn't Omega. on the show tonight. No. That's 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 all. This is a fantastic show. No Bucks. No Kenny Omega. Yep. Fucking great, man. Uh, Gavin, thank you so much, brother. Joseph Taylor with a $6 super chat. I can see Tony Khan doing the O2 Arena for a live Dynamite and a live Rampage before the all-in pay-per-view, possibly. No, bro, you can't. No. That's that's a, that's a lot of seats to sell out for multiple nights. Yeah. Joey Tartaro with a new membership. Thank you, bro. Uh, the guy from Montreal with a 550 super chat. What a great Dynamite after WrestleMania. No doubt a massive statement from TK. Please, AEW, come to Montreal. The Dud with a five. Hey, JD, how do I become a member for life? And Vince kind of looks like Hitler, in my opinion. Right, he, he, he looks like a fucking super... Uh, he looks like a Sonic the Hedgehog villain. Yeah, I was going to say, like Dr. Robotnik. Yeah, yeah, he looks like fucking Dr. Robotnik. Um, Mr. Awesome. Uh, Dud, if you become a member, man, all you have to do is hit the join button underneath the video player, man. It's right there. Mr. Awesome. With a $2 super chat. No message. Thank you, brother. Joey again with a 550. I 100% thought an FTR were losing and we're going to be a permanent on Ring of Honor. Certain wrestlers should be signed to Ring of Honor or AEW like Claudio Kingston, etc. Yes. We absolutely agree. Uh, Mr. Awesome with a 5. Thank you, brother. Gary O'Sullivan with a 10. Hey, JD, this is my second ever super chat to you. It's not much, but I want you to know how much I appreciate all you do. Watching your videos helps me through depression and lonely days. Thank you, my friend. Gary. Thank you so much, man. You know where to find us, and I'm glad uh, Jesse and I can help tonight. And whenever the podcast's on, I'm glad that I could help you out, man. You guys help me just as much as you say I help you. Alex Fitzgerald with a five. What's the match that you think will help sell out Wembley? I'm thinking Omega versus Will Ospreay, but the money match will be Punk versus Omega. Uh, Omega versus Osprey is going to be a forbidden door match if Osprey could get healthy. But uh, I do think Punk will be back. Personal preference, I do think Punk will be back for uh, that, that that Wembley show for sure. Have you noticed that this guy can't stay healthy at his age and, and, and the type of matches he's trying to put on? Well, maybe he needs an MJF schedule. So now we're going to put him in a major match the O2? Uh, I think you need to get off this shit, man. It's going to happen, bro. The, he is not the stadium main event headline that he used to be. The guy is seriously injury prone at this point now. Blue Butterfly, thank you for your first super chat, brother. Marshall Cash with a 199. He says, Jesse rules. That's what's up. There you go. Mr. Awesome with a 10. Could you ever imagine if Paul Levesque starts his own wrestling promotion? Mandola's NXT guys from Seth to Adam Cole went to his promotion. I honestly wish he would have bought Ring of Honor. Uh, Paul Levesque, if he leaves WWE this time, bro, he's retiring with his wife, and they will not yeah. be in the wrestling business anymore. Yeah, sit at home and be with his fucking family. He's making $5 million off this sale if it goes through, which we don't know because now it's under litigation or their investigation. Yeah. There's an investigative team on it now because they, they feel like something shafty went on. Yeah. Something shafty did go on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, Vince sold it to a fucking personal friend he's known for 23 years. Pretty much. Why? Because now he's head of the board of directors and, and executive chairman. He's not. He- he's not head of the board because the, 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 the WWE board is going to be fucking axed. But yeah. uh, he's executive director, 
And they're playing it off. I don't know if you guys picked up on this. They're playing it off as Ari Emanuel wanting it or wanting Vince to stay on board. Oh, I would have body slammed him if he went away. What else is he going to do? What else is he going to say? Why, 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 would, why would any other narrative be out there? Vince powered himself back into power, fucking manipulated his way back into power. Vince would have, Vince, you know, was never going to walk away. They played it off as all Vince was going to walk away, but Ari had to convince him to stay. Why do Fuck you guys out. think, for all those people, why do you guys think that Vince chose Endeavor as opposed to any of the other major players with bigger platforms for WWE, but they were saying ridiculous things like, we would rather have Stephanie than Vince. Yeah. People who didn't want Vince, Vince closed that deal right away. Okay, we don't want you. We don't want you. You. I can stay on. Okay, let's talk. Yeah. That's all it was. That was the basis of their uh, negotiation talks. So in the, in a nutshell, he could have fucked everyone else out of a shit ton of money because he was busy looking out for himself. That's exactly he what he did. That's why they're under investigation. Michael J. with a new membership. Thank you, brother. Thank you for being in my mom's basement tonight. Boxhead with $2 Super Chat. Best duo on YouTube, Jesse and JD. Cheers, gentlemen. Thank you, Boxhead. Four ninety nine dollars A dense NXT crowd starting a fire Vince chant of all places is hilarious. I hope it continues on SmackDown and the weeks to come. Bro, someone sent me a clip of the Bump, their uh, YouTube show that was live today with Kayla Braxton. And the comment section was fucking rapid fire, bro. Nothing but fire Vince in the chat. Bam. Spamming it. Not good, man. Not good. Uh, There's Chris, a legit petition going around to legitimately hijack SmackDown. This uh, I, I laughed at that. I couldn't find that. I would have tweeted it out if I seen it. I'll see it tomorrow uh, or I'll tweet it out tomorrow. It, doing that is not going to work, bro. They're going to drown you out with fucking thund- Thunderdome sound effects. You know? <laughs> Kevin Dunn is going to be on that switch all night, man. Chris Michael Harris with a 999. Finish the story. Should have been Cody headlining all in two at Wembley and going over MJF for the title instead of getting fed to Roman again at SummerSlam just to make way for Rock Roman build for WrestleMania 40. It's too late that. It's too late for that, bro. I mean, I don't know why we're we're, we're going backwards here. Cody's got his own fucking problems. Vince McMahon. A Watson with a $6 super jack. Keith Lee became. Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince. Yeah. Yes, he did. That's wrong. Steven Wilson with a 499. First super chat for Steven Wilson. Thank you, brother. Uh, hey, JD, I'm from the UK. And two things Wembley Stadium has been rebuilt since WWE, so can't compare capacity. Also, it's a big bank holiday at the end of August. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Captain Solo. So- I'm sorry, Jesse. I'm sorry, so I'm guessing the capacity is more now. Maybe. Maybe. So maybe with the new capacity, maybe they could actually hit the 80. Maybe. 80,000. Kathy Solo with a 21 months. Thank you, brother. Work schedule has been hectic. Work nights. Uh, working nights now, but I catch you at work. Thanks for making the overnight fun OTS for life. Thank you, Solo. And also, Solo with a $10, $10 super chat. Which do you think will happen first? Triple H quitting or Vince Future endeavoring him? I can see Triple H leaving WWE work and created for Tony Khan and sticking... It to his demented father-in-law. Uh, bro. You get fired first. Um, Triple H is going to be gone by the end of the year. Vince Vince is going to blame. Triple H is, according to the public, and on public record, is the C- content chief content officer. 
Vince is going to book the show with Triple H being the figurehead. And then when shit goes wrong and we get reactions like we got on Monday, he's going to blame he's going to blame Triple H because he's not supposed to be there. And enough of that piles up. He's going to deem Triple H not good enough and get rid of him. Because he did it but before now, and he's going to do it again. Now, I have a really really good question now. Now, Vince is not the end all be all of this corporation. Nope. So say he's he got a boss. Fire Triple H. Someone could go over him and say, no. Mm-hmm. We see the fucking fan reaction. We see what's going on here. And you guys better work this shit out. We're not letting him go. No. And the Endeavor board of directors is six for Endeavor and five for WWE. So Vince doesn't have majority power in, in Endeavor now. Yeah. So, so their their cooler heads could prevail and stop Vince from making. Now Vince can fire fucking wrestlers all he wants, but Triple H, someone in management on the board, maybe not. Now. It's maybe gonna be Hunter is safe. It's gonna be very interesting to see uh, Friday. Uh, I'm gonna be watching this with fucking uh, binoculars from my couch. How this show was booked. Yep. A part of me wants Vince to be there. Really. And if Vince is not there, because I've seen some ridiculous rumor going around that Vince had Endeavor higher-ups there and he wanted to show everybody how the creative process is done. I don't know why he wouldn't let Triple H book it, but he wanted to show off to the Endeavor execs that were there. But if he's not on SmackDown, it will be even more so that I was correct again that Vince is booking Raw and Triple H is booking SmackDown. Yeah. So we will see. And it's going to be interesting to follow because if Vince is back on Raw, then I know that assessment is correct. But if Vince is there on Friday, I mean, God knows what we're going to see. We may see Gunther lose the IC title to fucking Baron Corbin in two minutes. Who the fuck knows? If we get a SmackDown that's more reminiscent of night one at WrestleMania, I think we have our answer. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Solo. Justin Smith with a 10. Louis Prima sings Pennies from Heaven. He also sang, I'm just a gigolo. Uh, I never heard of Louis Prima. Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra were in my household, uh, or my grandpa's household, rather. Um, AEW is about to explode with success this year. Miro out there doing his best Richard Gere screaming. I got nowhere else to go. Miro's done, dude. Fuck that guy. Captain Solo with a five-dollar super jet. Where's John Morrison? Wasn't the Johnny Dynamite? Wasn't he Johnny Dynamite for one match? Do you guys know if he's actually signed somewhere else? I think he's doing... He's doing something. MLW, maybe? Probably. I don't know. How's um, how's his wife doing over here? Man? Haven't seen her on one Dynamite show. Even don't look too good, man. MG- I, 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 I was hesitant about that signing. I didn't think he was a good no, pickup. No, that's a, just another name to a bloated roster. M. Jam balling with a 999. Being at Dynamite Live tonight was great. Left during Ring of Honor, though, because I was. It just wasn't interesting to me. You've been killing the game lately, JD. Love your mother's basement. Hashtag Fire Vince. Hashtag OTS forever. Thank you, balling. They taped Ring of Honor tonight, huh? That's, uh, that sucks. Hollywood Eric with a $2. Uh, what happened? Well, I'll be covering it tomorrow. Hollywood Eric with a $2 super chat. No message. Thank you, Hollywood Eric. First timer. Dwight Hoff, 499. First time or no message. Thank you, guys. Hollywood Eric leaves a 10. Giving another super chat amount. JD, I'm a huge AEW fan. Tonight was awesome. Became a member a few days ago. 
Seen every off the script. Binge, watch them all. Thank you, Hollywood. That's a lot of fucking episodes, bro. It's a lot of fucking shows, man. Joseph Gonzalez with a 9.99. Every wrestling fan should be thankful for All In being at Wembley Stadium as it may finally push WWE to finally give the UK a WrestleMania, SummerSlam. All In during the same month. Can't wait. Yeah, August is going to be a big month. Actually, uh, SummerSlam is in August this month. Yeah, uh, this year, yes. It is. Um, I just WWE saw this episode of Dynamite and said, okay, you know what? We need to do something on fucking SmackDown. Nah, we're going to push Money in the Bank back. Yeah, we got to do something on SmackDown. Yeah. This is fucking... We shit the bed on Monday. Fucking AEW killed it on Wednesday. Now we have SmackDown coming. We got to do something. Get the rock on the phone. Magician, Magician Sapphire with a 10. I couldn't watch all of Dynamite Live. Went to watch the Super Mario Brothers movie. That sounds live uh, like Dynamite was lit. News where the show, the copium from the E-Drones is ridiculous for Vince's return. Uh, I don't know how they, 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 they end up still defending him, bro. It, it's unbelievable how he still gets defended. Yeah. And, and how people are still claiming that Triple H booked the show on Monday. I'm starting to realize that I'm, in, I'm living in a day and age where people follow stupid people no matter what kind of stupid shit that they do. Yep. They just blindly follow. Uh, Cody Snyder with a $5 super chat. Pro Wrestling World has been bizarre the last few days. Glad we got some good tonight. Uh, OTS VIP. Thank you, Cody Snyder. Tonight was very good. Dom Wapa with a 199. Chicago sucks. Great AEW. And the catalyst is here. We suck now? Yeah, Chicago sucks, apparently. Aaron Wright with a new membership. Thank you, Aaron Wright, for uh, drinking in my mother's basement tonight. Joey Totaro, 550. What do you think of Gunther retaining at Mania? I didn't mind it. I mean, I wanted Sheamus, but I mean, I, there's no way I could go against Gunther. No way. Uh, I feel like he should lose to Ilya Dragunov at SummerSlam and move up to the world title. Uh, if he's losing, he's losing it to Sheamus. I just, maybe, maybe Vince made that decision too. I have no fucking, I know that wasn't a Vince decision. That was definitely a Triple H move for him to retain that title. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. He's going to break Honky Tonk Man, and he's going to be the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. Now, we'll see if Vince is on Friday. Who knows? Triple H's boy. Yep. Uh, Edmund Van Buren with a 199. Porn starch Vince definitely fits his situation. Porn stash? Well, he spelled starch, but yes, stash, yes. You know what he meant. Bro, it's, I'm tired. Captain Solo with a five. Let's all thank Vince McMahon for one thing, scaring Jay White into the open arms of Tony Khan. Here's to many more. That's exactly what happened. Sap will tell you otherwise. Cisco with a $4 super chat. I need a body like Jay White's shredded. Those tacos are too fire, though. 10 out of 10 flavor-wise. Kobe beef, bro. Um, Jay White is fucking shredded, man. Uh, he, he, he makes a lot of men very envious and jealous. Billy Sazane. Within eight months, JD and Jesse, great show as always. Do you see Drew McIntyre leaving WWE for AEW? No. Depends on what Endeavor wants to pay. Apparently, they pay like, pay like shit for the UFC, so I don't know. Yeah, really. That's going to be another thing, man. Um... WWE recently adjusted their pay scales to keep track of uh, with AEW. Mm-hmm. 
So what if all that shit goes out the window now with Endeavor? Because it's all, it, it is going out. It, it is going out the window. You guys don't get paid. It is going out the window. They already came out. It, it, it was it was an article I, I was shown this morning that they're going to take what the UFC did when they bought it from Dana White, and they're going to apply the same thing to WWE. Now that could all change later on when they start finding out they they're losing top talent to a competitor. So maybe, or maybe the top end guys make, you know, what they're supposed to make. Because you can't stay competitive by paying your people less. You're gonna, you're gonna fucking flop. Yep. Joey Clemenza with a nine nine nine. Hey JD Jesse, just wanted a toast to a shot, a toast, toast a shot to Bushwhacker Butch. May you rest in peace peacefully. Uh, thank you for so many incredible childhood memories. Thank you, Joey. And uh, yes, thoughts and prayers to the family of Bushwhacker Butch. AWC Legend with a 999 SmackDown is bad. Then no doubt Vince is in full creative control, and I hate that old pervert's booking. So I'm going to watch AEW only. Then if he does come back fully, OTS for life. We'll see on Friday, man. It's going to be a very interesting SmackDown. Joseph Dell with a four. I bet Ryan Satin is happy that Daddy Vince is back. Ryan Satin was in attendance during Raw, man. He had nothing bad to say. Shocking, I know. And MD with a 999 Super Chat. Great shows, JD. I'm locked into the videos you're sending out. Monday Night Raw sucked. Thank you, brother. And thank you guys, man, for another great show, man. We had a string of great shows. The momentum is continuing. Let's take that into tomorrow and Friday as well. All right, man. Jesse, we're about to get out of here, man. Let's uh, let's say goodbye. What do you got? What do you got there? Not much, man. Join me tomorrow. Let's watch this ROH taping that they did tonight. And then we'll get into um, Rampage. Back to Rampage on Friday after SmackDown. And we'll see what's going on. Join me on my channel, please. Shout out to Bush. There you go. Thank you guys very much. Magician Sapphire with a $5 super chat. How long before we start getting reports WWE cuts happen? Um, That's going to be. It's inevitable. This is the payoff that we've been supposedly waiting for for all these budget cuts. Sale of the company. Yep. It's going to happen, Magician. I don't want to see it happen, but if Vince is back in charge the way I feel he is, the likes of uh, most of those people that Triple H brought back, I feel bad for the man. They're going to be out the door again. Completely finished. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for a great show. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Please continue to check out all the other videos on the channel. Everything you need is on the homepage. DraftKings is now going to be Kingpin sponsor on the show every single month for the rest of the year. So I look forward to some DraftKings content on the channel and on the podcast. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. You hit the 1,000 likes. I appreciate you. We got 1,100. If you guys have not hit the thumbs up and are still here, please do so. And next time you see me, you will see me live on Thursday around 5 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. We're going to go over all of the late-breaking news in regards to Vince McMahon. We're going to give you guys exactly what you want to hear, which is the upfront truth and honesty on this situation. Please don't believe anybody else. Everybody's full of shit. And we all knew he was back and then he never left. The smart ones did. The fucking shills wanted to deny it. Because they couldn't put anything out that goes against their better judgment and their media credentials. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. 
Uh, thank you guys very much, man. Please check it out tomorrow. And on Friday, SmackDown, we'll see if Vince is back on Friday night. Until then, guys, have a great night. And I will see you back live tomorrow right here on Off The Script. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.